Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Well, howdy, everybody. It's the Foot Picture Podcast. I'm Dave, as always, and this week we got Matt, Peter, and Sean. So we got the full gang this week. Uh, it seems like it's going like this for a while. We'll see uh, how long we can maintain everybody before somebody's got to drop out for one. Probably until after Star Apparently Wars. we are. Oh, man. So, actually, you, you bring up Star Wars. I'm thinking that Star Wars might be the only movie this year that I will actually pay money to go see. I'm thinking about going to see it. I guarantee a spot in, like, IMAX or something like that. What do y'all think? Y'all doing something like the same? I think I might. I think it's worth I'll, it. I'll probably see I, it I twice. did that for Thor and Spider-Man, too, or whatever the You didn't the, use your movie pass for ones. Thor? I went IMAX, man. Oh, big time. Uh, look at this big baller right here. Good choice. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, this week, uh, we're going to change things up a little bit. So, uh, we, we've all kind of finally were able to finish up uh, Stranger Things. So we figured we might just do a little rendition this week, but talking about kind of our, our season two thoughts. Uh, I know me and Matt have uh, had more of a discussion on that in one of our previous podcasts, but we figured with everybody kind of coming in and getting the full, uh, swing of things this week. So, um, I think, yeah, so that's where we'll kind of start with this. So if we just want to go straight into watching and drinking, uh, we'll start with Sean this week. Shawnee, what you watching and drinking? Well, fellas, uh, being that it was Thanksgiving this week, I was able to get into a little bit of some Thanksgiving movies, which uh, I think we talked briefly about last week. But I watched Grumpy Old Men, Grumpy-er Old Men, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So got to say, I'd never really seen all the way through both Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men. And I got to say, Walter uh, Matthau and Jack Lemmon are hilarious together. Probably, I'd put them up there all-time greatest duos. But So, so Matt, I mean, not Matt, I'm Sean, sure. have you seen Out to Sea? I have. It's uh, that, that was a stretch. But um, their, uh, <laughs> their performances is like The Odd Couple and in grumpy old men and grumpy old men and uh there's another one i i was i can't remember if walter math i was in uh my uh my fellow americans but th- i think that was another no he wasn't he wasn't that was a great movie too yeah so, just they, they they're that old school like kind of a little bit of a slapstick comedy um and just like you know it the title grumpy old men like they basically just or ornery the whole movie so uh and then they try to hit on on women and it's great it's it's pretty uh it's pretty funny i laughed out loud a lot uh i forgot that burgess meredith was in those movies which uh i honestly have not seen burgess meredith in anything besides rocky as mickey the trainer if any of you guys know who that is um god i forgot he's yeah he's like uh he plays jack lemon's dad in grumpy old men so yeah um he's he was pretty fucking hilarious so (laughs) Uh, and he had the saddest. He had the saddest. Was that two? The second one when one? he passes away. Yeah, yeah. That was that was actually that was a tear. That was a tearful moment right there. It was a little. So. Uh, it was a little sad. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, shout out to Anne Margaret and uh, not Raquel Welch, but uh, Sophia Loren. Yeah, the two uh, the two older ladies in that movie that seemed to Sophia Loren especially doesn't seem to age until she's like now she's like ninety or whatever, but. Um, uh, like she was 60, 68 or something in that movie. I was like, damn, like for being 68 years old, like, look at, you know, good for her. 
so uh yeah so it was a awesome those two movies are awesome that i uh highly recommend at least checking out the first one with uh daryl hannah and um oh, what's is it kevin pollack that they they uh play their kids in the movie um but they're funny too so check it out um and then i watched my all-time favorite thanksgiving movie which i gotta give a shout out to planes trains and automobiles john hughes steve martin the all-time great john candy rest in peace um easily one of my one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time i can watch it you know anytime but thanksgiving especially it makes it uh more enjoyable because it's during that holiday so um those were were three movies that i watched on my own at the during the break and one movie that i did tend to get to this week that was getting a lot of publicity from a lot of different sites and a lot of different reviewers for being uh one of the best movies of the year i think they won the best picture at toronto film fest was uh three billboards outside of ebbing missouri starring uh, one of my favorite guys and woody harrelson Sam Rockwell, who I am also a big fan of, and it uh, it also had um, crap. What's her name? Uh, wow, I just completely Francis McDermott. Francis McDermott. Thank you. Shout out. She uh, one of my favorite roles of hers was in the movie Almost Famous. She's the mo- the uh, the frantic mother, which is a an awesome role for her to play because I feel like she fit the bill so well. But. Uh, those three characters were really the main focus of the movie with a couple of, uh, you know, other younger actors like, uh, Lucas Hedges, who I've seen, he played, uh, her son. And, um, uh, what's the, uh, what's my man from, uh, Game of Thrones, David, I know you know this one. Uh, he's in Elf, uh, John, not John Hawks, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yep, there it is. Yeah, so Peter Peter oh, Dinklage I was like, who? And I'm trying to think who the heck it <laughs> Peter was. Peter Dinklage is also in that movie, which he he's more of just like a a bit player, where he's in for a few uh, a few scenes in the movie. Say, Elf, one more <laughs> time. But uh, it's almost that time, guys. Yeah, it is. It's, it's about, almost it's about that time. time. I'm excited. <laughs> once, what do you talk about? It is that time. Once we hit December, it it'll totally be on. That time. Uh, it'll be on Freeform every day of the week uh, throughout for the next uh, four or five weeks. So. Get ready for it, guys. It's here. You can listen to any Christmas song you want now. But uh, <laughs> after Thanksgiving, this but this movie legit like it was a good movie. Like it's uh, Martin McDonough who directed uh, In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths. This is like I think his fourth or fifth directorial um, adventure or direct directorial. Uh, I guess adventure is a good one. Um, but it, it's getting a lot of publicity. And I'd say it's a good movie, but I, I, I don't understand the the hype for it. It's uh it's one of those movies that definitely I'll say it's a good movie because it drew emotion out of me. Like it there's some moments where uh you know, you laugh a lot, you you have some um some sad moments, you have some like moments where you're kinda like scared for people for the characters. It's it has it draws a lot of emotion, so I think it's a good movie, but it, there's too many loose ends in the movie for it to be a uh, like a, an all-time classic that's worthy of the uh, the crown that the Academy presents every April or March now. I don't even remember when they do that now. But uh, yeah, I, I will say that the uh, Frances McDormand's role, she, she might probably will get nominated. Um, 
but we'll we'll see. I, I think they left a lot to be desired. There's some things that uh, you know I, I didn't understand where they were going. Um, it brought it brought back a reference to not a reference, but a uh, there's a character in the movie that uh, is in uh, Empire Records, which is one of my um, probably favorite '90s movies for sure. That they uh, I saw the guy and even though I couldn't recognize him from anything else, yeah, I was like, that's the kid from uh, from Empire Records, so good for him. But I would, uh, I'd say definitely go out and see it. It is a smaller uh, budget film, so I think it made like a million and a half dollars or so so far at the box office. So in its limited release, it, it's 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 doing okay, I guess. I guarantee you, it's probably made back what would they what it cost to make the film. So, um, yeah, go go out and check it out. But uh, I still don't get the hype. I think it's definitely worthy of sitting through for an hour and 50 minutes, two hours, whatever it was. So scope those movies out. Uh, if you're looking for something at home, like I said, planes, trains, and automobiles is great. If you want to go out and see something in the theater that's a little bit uh, of a different pace, definitely check out three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. But I can't say that I would uh, give it the Academy Award because uh, there's, there's too many loose ends. But anyway, no, needless to say, I still think you should check it out. But uh, that's all I really got into this week in terms of movies but for what i'm drinking this week it's been all across the board it's been one of those weekends boys holidays wedding uh just being uh trying to find new things to drink we were up in uh cleveland this weekend um and so there's a brewery in cleveland called great lakes brewery which if anybody has ever heard of uh they have this famous like christmas ale that that basically uh, a ton of people in the Midwest know about it's called their Christmas sale, you know, creative name. Right. But fancy it's, it is easily one of the best Christmas sales uh, I've ever had. It's, it's gotten to the point now where it's so, it's so super saturated now. Cause everybody has it. it it's kind of lost a little bit of its luster. It was used to be harder to come by and you, know, you had to go to the stores early to get it. But now it's, you know, every day there's cases and cases on the shelves. So, uh, it's 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 definitely nutmeg heavy which gives it gives it its uh flavor um but yeah we went to the brewery there uh on saturday afternoon to get some lunch and uh i had one in there and then they everywhere we went in cleveland it's on the shelves you know at the wedding it was there um definitely a solid christmas ale if you're in the midwest scope it out but in terms of what i'm drinking tonight i am just taking it easy with a yingling light drinking american making my country proud God bless America. And with that said, Peter, what are you uh, watching and drinking this week? Oh, man, what a transition. Look at that. Uh, so I, I saw two things, and I was going to start with a different one, but I have to go here. So I actually saw Thank You for Your Service, and I think this was actually two weeks ago, but I completely forgot I saw it. Uh, and it's it's not indicative of that, the quality. That is, I was going to say, that's <laughs> kind of not good. You would think so. Uh, no, I... So this is the one with uh, with Miles Teller. It's also got uh, Haley Bennett, Joe Cole, Amy Schumer is in this, which I had no clue. She's not in any of the trailers. It was a very kind of random role, but she did a pretty good job. Um, it's not comedic by any means. She's a very serious role, which made it such a kind of random addition. But this the, the plot of this one is essentially just kind of covers a, a soldier coming back from the Iraq war. So it's based back in early 2000s and just kind of the toll it takes and, 
and so you can kind of guess some of the themes throughout and it follows not only miles teller but uh, a few of his other soldier buddies um it, it was good so and i know some of us have some some uh some issues with miles teller uh but i will say i've never i've never had a big problem with him i think he's in some total garbage movies but i will say uh i think the one that really kind of led me to liking him was whiplash which i don't know has anybody seen whiplash nope nobody sadly not i've i've uh, stayed away from it unfortunately all right. Not because of I, my, I, yeah, it my, make, my it's, dis- it's un- you stayed away from it intentionally, but it's unfortunate. <laughs> well, it's unfortunate. It's not because of Miles Teller. It just did not look like a movie I would be interested in watching. That's basically my whole take on that. So why do you why like, do you hate not- Miles Teller? Yeah, geez, Dave. Who me? Why well, I gotta be like? That. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm the one. I think I'm the one that hates Miles Teller. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I don't mind him. I don't want to. I don't want to like bash him in the face when I see him. Unlike other people. But There's like, something about just, his face, man. He he's just <laughs> he he plays a like a douchey guy fairly well. Like he's that he is, um, uh, he's like a Brad or a Chad kind of thing. Like that that's been kind of prevailing on the uh, on the interwebs. So I've seen days. references to that, but I have no idea what that means. So it's I'm just gonna just a it's just like a bro. I think it's a, a, the best way to put it. Like he's kind of like a bro. He just he well, just embodies. I feel like that's the because the the first movie he was ever in was. That I saw him in at least was uh, Twenty One and Over, which great. yeah. But Sean, you've already mentioned how much you loved him in that. That, so. that movie was such a good movie, though. So like, I can't. It was I, it was entertaining. I, I will I say will there admit. are some movies I don't think he's great in, but uh, I don't think I, I think totally he, forgot he was in that. <laughs> I think he gets such a bad rap. He was though. a main character. Like, yeah, doesn't he get? I, I don't know. I feel like he gets a worse rap just because he. I don't. I don't think so because I think he gets. He has so many opportunities now. I'm saying this, but I'm going to caveat that I did see Only the Brave and it was phenomenal and he did a damn great job so it's very tough to say that so good job miles yeah but he's also like he also did a great job in whiplash i mean no i don't doubt it but i hated him and whiplash was tempting (laughs) enough for me to give him a shot what was that movie with the guy from uh high school musical and i'm blanking on his name you're talking about zach it's uh zach efron Efron. Efron so that's another good movie that's a uh what was that that awkward um, moment great movie the awkward i actually really that's another good movie that as sad as it is it is it is a phenomenal. Oh yeah, that and was pretty good. It's just it's, they and and both those movies don't get really. They're not. The, I mean, they're solid movies that I would watch on TV if they're on. Like I'll. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, they're they're. It's rom- not Oscar quality shit. But like they're both like that awkward moment is a romantic comedy. It's a movie that I don't mind watching with like, and I'll be straight with you. It's got Michael B. Jordan in it, which I kind of like Michael B. Jordan too. So. Um, so. I don't mind watching. Everybody should like dudes. Michael B. Jordan. I'm looking forward to Black Panther just because Michael B. Jordan. Exactly. Actually, yeah. that's not. That's actually not true. <laughs> yeah, I mean Chadwick uh, Boseman. I, really, is pretty I, I love Michael B. Jordan. Added but, to uh, what's his face is Chadwick he just, he just added to the yeah. reason. Um, yeah. But uh, and Andy Serkis. So that's yeah. But uh, but yeah. I mean, now, I there's think something about his face too. When it's not digitized, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> so you're into Star Wars? You're saying? <laughs> nice. No, I, I was joking. I I. Uh, I don't Matt, have a thought on Andy Matt Serkis. likes old shrivelly men. I think that's what <laughs> no, I just but, heard. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, don't don't count on a guy like Miles Teller because he just gets so many roles that it's like he can strike out on three because he'll well, get one home run and everybody loves him again. So well, I and I think it probably. I mean, you look at some other, you know, really storied actors, and if you were to look at their IMDb sprinkled in within the gems or a bunch of crap because that's what happens, right? You do a bunch of maybe smaller movies and some of the smaller ones are terrible. I think what probably Tom Hanks. do Miles... I mean, we <laughs> learned how that worked in uh, 
Jay and Silent Bob strike back when Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were talking shit to each other. So we know how that works, Peter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I agree, though. Like, it, it, I don't think anything different's uh, yeah. happening to Miles Teller than those other actors. It's just I'm not alone in something about him being uh, despisable. Well, it, but it, he's the see, studios still love him, and people still go uh, yeah, to see so him. So I'm wondering if it's just kind of like an, it's, it's almost like an internet meme, almost where it's just kind of become not fashionable, but like it, it's. It's what everybody just it, the collective thought. Hey, of I was hating Zoidberg before. We want to punch cool. him. So, <laughs> well, congratulations. I love Zoidberg. All this to say, I want to give him credit. The last, the one movie I've seen him in, he did a great job. I don't think he's. I think he is a good actor. It's just something about him. I will give thank you for your service a shot just because of Haley Bennett. So, that's that's a good call. She and and she's actually great in this movie, by the way. Good. Which good. Uh, I looked up her her filmography and she's actually not in a ton of stuff she's in you didn't like um, music and lyrics come on hugh grant i so oh. i totally forgot she was in that because that movie's not the most memorable <laughs> movie in my whole life uh, i did remember she's in magnificent Se- magnificent seven that's which right was yeah not a good movie but um but she's in that but yeah she's she does a good job in this but was she in, was she the one in true grit as well no uh, no you, you're thinking of uh Haley steinfeld seinfeld oh, Stein, that's who, was like okay. 17 so yeah. a little, eh. a little, off, um, a little, off. but, but, uh, but, but she was that, also in hardcore Henry, which I think, I don't know if you guys saw. I have not, but I, I've been meaning to see I that. I saw previews for it. And it awesome. stars who, Matt? Oh no. Oh, Charteau Copley. Damn right I was going to say, Nailed good it. job. Way to, way to pronounce that. That was, we've butchered that in the past. Yeah. So. We have been known to butcher the fuck out of that. So good job. Way to get, way to nail it. He has an Indeed. awesome name. It's almost as good as uh, Wolfgang Stranger Things guy's name. <laughs> And it's, that's what uh, we call a segue. Oh, Finn, Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, that's a sweet name. That kid. Yeah, good yeah. job. We have a sweet name. Um, but yeah, you got... can, yeah, you can't say much more about that because uh, somebody got. I don't know if y'all saw that. Just out of curiosity, some some girl made some kind of tweet about him, um, telling him to call her in like three years or something like that when he turns eighteen or four <laughs> years, and like the internet fucking lost its mind. Like, oh, you like little boys and all kinds of shit. She's like, Jesus Christ, it was a joke. So apparently you got to you gotta watch what you say. This is the wrong time to be making those comments. Seriously. I, if, but no, it was if just she like would have been three months before or three months after, it might have been okay. But this is not the right. Yeah. I mean, to be just, fair, that joke was in Kick-Ass, and it was pretty damn funny. So For all we know, she just watched Kick-Ass and was just like, that's clever. She was I'm just use like, it. oh, I'll turn it around on Finn Wolfhard. No problem. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> And Hollywood strikes yet again. <laughs> you can't get away from it. But um, w- without beating the Miles Teller thing. So, yeah, I would recommend it's probably not something you need to rush out to see it in theaters. And in fact, you probably can't see it in theaters now because I think it, it was a real small movie. And I'm guessing it's three or four, four weeks in. So it's probably out of most theaters now. But uh, when it comes out on streaming or something otherwise, uh, feel free to pick it up. I think it's worth, worth giving a shot. Um, the other thing that I watched... Uh, partly I was enticed because I purchased the 4K Blu-ray during the Black Friday sales. Woot woot for uh, for shopping online on Black Friday and not Boo. leave your house. <laughs> but uh, what I did watch was Wonder Woman. And the other reason that kind of brought that about is we just talked about Justice League last week and how thoroughly disappointed some of us were with that movie. And uh, after watching Wonder Woman, it just made me think, just just Why? why i don't understand how you can make such a terrible movie with 300 million dollars but then yet you have such a gem that i think was like half the budget and uh yeah just it's it's a good movie it's totally worth 
a rewatch. I think um, that one thing that goes maybe unnoticed for some is the score in this in this movie. Um, at least the Wonder Woman theme, I think, is pretty awesome, and it definitely kind of incites some excitement every time she comes on screen, starts kicking people's ass. So. Uh, for anybody who has not revisited, go watch and kind of listen out for that. You probably can't miss it. It's the the crazy electric guitar and and uh, and synths and whatnot. But mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, I, I think I, we I think we mentioned that on the on the episode, and I definitely agree. It, it was f- fantastic, and there wasn't anything like that or similar in Justice League. So no, it's just like a, a bland mess of shitty shitty soundtracks but has anybody uh, matt i think you've rewatched that has anybody else seen it since we we reviewed it i have not uh i yeah i did uh i think i got through like three quarters of it i had to leave so i just kind of put it on in the background was watching it always enjoyable i mean i think i missed just the last um like the, the end scene yeah the end scene so you're okay is then. all i missed because yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah i'm not a little long but but no it was um yeah, all that to say Really enjoyed rewatching that. Definitely hope that the follow up is close to as good, and I hope that the other DC movies can learn something. Maybe one day, probably won't, but I'll cross my fingers. Um, for drinks, so there's a bunch of holiday beers out now, which Sean kind of touched on, and one of them that I tried was it's actually called Santa's Cookies, and it's from uh, from Champion Brewing Company. Yeah, so it's. I don't even know how to describe it. It kind of, you know, there's a lot of those spiced beers that you get in the in the winter, like Sean mentioned with nutmeg and some of those other uh, different kind of uh, flavors to it. This one had a mix of everything, and I don't even know that I could tell you what was in it. It didn't taste like a cookie, but it did taste good, and it's definitely worth a shot. So, again, that was uh, Santa's Cookies from Champion Brewing. Um, I have no clue where else they distribute, but if you can find it, definitely try it out. And if not that, just, just try out a winter beer. Cause there's so many good things that are out. It's, it's worth, uh, worth sampling something, but, uh, Matt, let's go over to you. Yeah. So, so, uh, a few things, mostly just trying to keep up with TV these days, um, which I did a really bad job with last year. So I'm trying to, for better or worse, um, stay up to date with at least a few shows, one of them, and I think I think Dave's going to speak to this as well, so I'll save it for for uh, his thoughts. But I uh, finally got to go through uh, Punisher, Marvel's latest uh, show on Netflix. Um, great show. Uh, really did a great job. Uh, Dave and I were talking about it. It's amazing how great or how well uh, John Bernthal, you know, kind of he is Frank Castle now. I, I think yeah. a lot of us around the time, you know, t- the Punisher movie came out, we associated it to Thomas Jane. Um, and yep. I think... Uh, I think he's been supplanted by uh, John Bernthal. So um, it's a shame because I, I, you know, the, the movie wasn't phenomenal, but at the time it was, you know, it was a good Marvel movie. Um, so this just kind of re, re reset expectations for the Punisher character. Kind of, I mean, I guess Daredevil season two kind of did that already, but I think this lived up to it. Um, uh, very graphic. Some of the violence. Um, <laughs> no we had a distinct discussion about that, but um, uh, you know the, the punishment was was severe. But to be uh, fair, to though, say the least, isn't that so, what the, no, isn't that what the exactly? Based I'm on, not right? complaining. Okay. I, I have no. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. Just making sure that's, that's, so Sean, that's what you watch the show expecting, though. Though, I, you know, <laughs> you don't need they, some of they, this. You don't need some of the sounds. Yeah. maybe <laughs> to go into it. And I think I mentioned that during the show they, Banshee when I was going through that. Um, something about some of the sounds of pain almost make it worse when you're watching. 
Um, yeah. So, anyways, still phenomenal. Um, maybe, maybe when when uh, Dave talks to it, I'll, I'll add a little bit more. But uh, definitely recommend checking that out if you get a chance. Uh, Thirteen episodes as a par for the course for Netflix's Marvel runs, save for Defenders, and uh, except for you know the for the two seasons of Daredevil, I, I think this is one of the few that definitely. You know the the thirteen were were well worth it. It wasn't really any slow parts, which was which is great. Um, I also got behind on Orville and the Good Place over the past month or so, so I tried to catch up on those. I, I, it was only one or two episodes for the Good Place, and that's been you know that's been staying strong. Uh, can't recommend that enough. With uh, Ted Danson, you know, carrying his career, his television career into he's going to make it another hundred years. It seems like on sitcoms and then uh Kristen Bell who's always a joy uh so check that out Orville the two episodes I saw I don't remember the names but they were by far the worst of the series so far so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep at it because because the, f- the first few I watched were so kind of uh uh enjoyable and you know a kind of a r- fresh take on on the genre uh, so I'm going to yeah. keep at it. But these last two, it seemed like Seth MacFarlane had scheduling conflicts. And while he uh, doesn't necessarily need to be there, uh, the the directions they took it th- for those two episodes were, were pretty weak. So so we'll see we'll see how it keeps living up to it. Um, but I did want to... So, so okay. Matt, real quick on that. Yeah. No, no, I was going to say, is it kind of that's kind of why I'm, I, I still keep maintaining that it's more of a Star Trek than Star Trek is. And it's just... It, it has those episodes where it just focuses on that like one character and is like a development episode for that one particular character and it you'll barely see everybody else in the, in the thing they're just kind of you know secondary little people they may pop in for like a second or two make a line but it's all about that one particular person and that's why it kind of reminds me of like the probably like the third or fourth season of like next gen or something like that where it's it's just that like just completely serialized kind of show so that's kind of why I'm not as upset with it, like as, or not upset, but just not as negative. I don't, I don't negative, probably another one, but it's fine. We're gonna go with they, negative. I mean, you can have it. bad episodes and still be a good show. These, I think, these are just pretty weak episodes. And I agree, there's nothing wrong with focusing on on a couple characters. Um, one, the character they focused on isn't necessarily a strong actor, and they had him act ridiculous to in addition yeah. to that. So that was pretty rough. The other one actually ended up being better than I expected based on the premise, but it was still a little a little weak. But um, you know, I'm I'm gonna stick with it. I'm not. I, I still recommend that show if you need a kind of a Star Trek fix, and I'd still recommend it over Star Trek Discovery based on the episodes I saw of that. Um, but another thing I did go through, and this has been a few months in the works, um, but the the sh- I went through Lost again, and I think we were talking about this. Nobody really watched this during the original <laughs> no. run. No. Nope. No, I mean I had better things to do in college. <laughs> I'm just I got, kidding. I somebody don't turned certain, shows on. Well, somebody turned me on to it. Like it was definitely after college, and I watched like a couple episodes, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll watch this." And then I think they announced like maybe a year later that they were uh, they were ending it. And I was like, oh, "I'll just wait for it to end." And then I heard all the 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 comments about the ending, and I was like, "Well, guess I don't need to watch that then." <laughs> I I think what killed me is, uh, and I guess this is a spoiler, even though that show ended like seven years ago is uh, I remember people talking about one season where there was like killer fog or killer smoke. And I just went, Nope, yeah. not happening. Not watching it. <laughs> so oh, that, that your that's fear? actually strange. Cause that's every season. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's part of the show. Uh, but it, I, so the first season, um, I, I still think it's one of the best seasons in, in television. It's kind of like that first season of heroes, um, which is just phenomenal. And then they kept yeah. making more. 
Uh, now that had the rider <laughs> strike problem, but still, um, yeah. there were, there were definitely a few, I don't know. I, I enjoy lost. I, I still want to say people should watch it, but there was some, it was tough or kind of, I guess having seen it before it's six seasons and, a, you know, three of them aren't even 20 episodes a season. Um, uh, but you know, having seen it and knowing the ending, there were, there were definitely some moments where I was kind of just waiting for it to continue. The first time going through, it was kind of like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. But it, it didn't really hold my attention the second time knowing how it all panned out. So if you want to rewatch it, maybe just watch the first episode again. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend it. Um, but at this point, I don't know, 10 years later, it's something that's going to keep you going with all the binge-worthy shows that are on now. So not not sure where to go. I was I was hoping somebody else had seen it, so maybe we could kind of hash through it a little bit. But but that's about it on that. Um, you know, Evangeline Lily. It gives us the Wasp coming out soon in the next Ant Man takes. So that'll be nice. But uh, beyond that, uh, I uh, drank. Uh, I just found out. You know, I don't always hit up the local distilleries or breweries. Like I'm not as good as Sean and Peter at that, but. I did make it to downtown Fort Worth. There's an anchor distillery. Oh, nice. Uh, did a nice little tasting. Phenomenal. Um, unfortunately, yesterday was the last Sunday where they were doing their free tastings. Uh, so uh, next next time, it's just you know part of the week and you have to pay for it. But it was still nice to get a, get a chance to check out the free tasting and um, try some of their drinks. And they do rum and gin and, and bourbon and, you know, all the – all those, all that jazz. But uh, one thing I want to call out is their, uh, they had a cinnamon bourbon, which I don't know if you like Fireball, if you guys are 22 and you like Fireball. <laughs> hey, hey, Everybody hey, I know hey, likes it and like they that. pretend like they don't. But um, yeah, you don't eat at McDonald's either. I get it, Sean. But uh, <laughs> I didn't have it. I didn't have Fireball until I was at a work event where these, you know, 40, 50 year old guys were at, you know doing the tailgate and they all brought out fireball and i was like what the fuck and they're like you didn't have this in college and i was like you didn't have it in college motherfucker and um <laughs> but you know so you know i'm not saying drink fireball uh, i'm not super into the the cinnamon whiskeys you know it's everybody has it jack daniels has one now too but in any case all this to say this was like a premium like very christmasy bourbon so it's cinnamon and it has that kind of kick to it but it it, it tasted more like a kind of a high-class Christmas bourbon. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it was delicious. If you get a chance to check it out, I, I definitely... So if you're in the Fort Worth area, check out the Anchor Acre Distillery, and uh, I think you'll you'll have some good gin, some good rum, vodka. They even have a peach peach uh, bourbon, um, which was not my favorite because I'm not the biggest peach guy, but uh, every, every, it seemed to be everybody else's. It was, a, it was a big hit with them. So check it out. And if you get a chance around Christmas and you can get it, you can try, they're talking about Christmas beers. If you could try a Christmassy cinnamon bourbon, I'd, I'd give it a shot. But yeah. What about you, Dave? So, uh, so this week, uh, like Matt did say, I, uh, I, I kind of caught up on Punisher. Um, I think I knocked that out in about two days. Um, I, I could say I'm proud of that. Um, but apparently Sean and, uh, Peter couldn't do it. So we couldn't do the entire episode on it. What's wrong with you guys? It's like you guys got a life on the weekends or something like that. What's wrong with y'all? It's just se- it's seven hours a day, guys. Come on. You can do it. Super simple. Done. Yeah. Was that one it's sitting too, of, by the way? Like, of, how did you break that up? Uh, there, like, I, I'm always curious. Like, and were you just I, like, I'll eh. watch like maybe three or four episodes. Wait, like, I'll wait, watch before, like three before hours. Before you answer that, Dave, Sean, have you never binge watched something? You say that like you're not living in 2017. I guess the most episodes I've watched without, okay, I guess taking flights out of this because flights are a different beast. 
Um, yeah, you're sitting at home. I'm sitting at how home. Long probably you, the most episodes? episodes I've watched in a row is maybe three. Bull shit. No, like I mean, I get up and <laughs> well, go. Wait, wait, I call, oh, no chance. Wait, wait, you, you, wait, called, wait, you called me wait, bullshit but, for liking Shim Show a few weeks ago. Matt, I'm calling hang bullshit. On, no, I'm being 100 Hang on, it's like three. Is that three hours or is that three hours? Yeah, it's like three hours. Okay, so that's four episodes. No, I mean it depends. Like in Stranger Things, that's like three episodes, which we'll get to. But I mean, like honestly, like. I think four episodes would be like probably pushing it. And that put that would put me at like three and a half. I just don't have the attention. Yeah, and you span. go run it. You go you go run an errand. You go do yeah, other exactly. things, and then you then you come back, and then you continue watching. I just, I got, that, it's that not just that hard. Seven hours seems like a lot in one day. So, so you're saying it, you, so you're saying say for instance you started at noon and you watched three hours, you would not the, go back and watch any more of that show for the rest of the day. Depends how at any point. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess if it's. I don't know. Seven, Apparently, Sean has a social like life that, that a, you know is a lot cooler than you us. You get about like what I'd say you get fourteen hours to fifteen hours of activity a day. Is that about fair? Is that fair? Would we say fourteen to fifteen out of twenty-four? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, fair. Fourteen. I mean, if, if you how sleep, much, if how you much, sleep yeah, eight nine hours. So yeah, this continue. is taking into into effect the eight hours of you know your typical eight hours of sleep. So you're saying you spent seven? I, I just I don't think that there's. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to give it a shot one day. I'm trying to comprehend the well, fact that seven so, hours of the so day. Sean, you got to understand. Is, you got to understand. If I get up at seven o'clock in the yeah. morning, and just because that's when I naturally wake up now, unfortunately, because, you know, life's a bitch. Because you're old. Um, exactly. I get up, I make a cup of coffee, eat a little breakfast, and then I'm like, all right, well, I'll watch a couple episodes before I do something. And, you know, that's three episodes right there that I'll end up watching before I, you know, move off the sofa to go do something. I mean, I might get up to go make up myself a cup of coffee or something like that, but then I'll go do something for like an hour or two, come back and be like, all right, well, I got, you know, th- two, three hours before something else happens, so I'm just going to kill time doing this as opposed to doing other things. Or I'll do stuff in the background where, like, I'm, you know, folding clothes or doing laundry, stuff like that. I mean, you got to do stuff while you're doing it, but, I mean, I got it playing where I can actually pay attention to it. I, I'm not, not so, knocking it. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm trying to figure out where the time, I'm just like, surprised you, you don't, time in the I'm day su- to do that. Like, I feel like just, some other hey, things get in dedication. <laughs> yeah, life does get in the way, but I got lucky this weekend because I didn't have shit going on. Nice. All right, well, not, not yeah. trying to knock it, just, just so, more curious no, no, than no, no, anything. No. But no, so so back to it. But you know, Punisher, like Matt said, phenomenal. Um, I, I've I've had multiple people ask me about it already. Um, if they should watch it, and I asked them if they had actually seen Daredevil or anything else like that, and they had they had said no, they had not. I said, well, the good news is you can watch Punisher, um, separate on its own. And I, you know, I definitely made the mention. I'm like, it's extremely violent in 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 certain episodes. Um, I think I made a comparison, Matt, when I was talking with you about it. It's kind of like a Tar- Tarantino movie. I think they. Uh, may have like walked in and, and like whoever the production designer was was like i want to make sure we have more blood than a tarantino movie make it happen and they were like but we don't have the budget like i don't give a shit just wipe push my entire budget into it and then they ran with it because holy shit Matt, back me up on this but it was it was it was um it was entertaining it was very realistic i guess um i was kind of impressed at how much how much um liquid that could come out of uh, frank castle and still he could actually move so would you would you disagree with that yeah there were a lot of urination scenes that i thought were weird but um <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking a different way but i'm glad you you, you toned it down Matt. yeah he had, to, he had to fill up a few cups to uh, make sure he was fertile <laughs> um, there was a urine there was a urination scene so you you are not wrong yeah but um <laughs> 
<laughs> so if that if that's your bag, you know, check out Punisher hey, for that. By all means, but yeah, but yeah, you they, know, yeah, su- super bloody. And Frank Castle, he does, you know, he he doles out punish punishment for sure. But uh, okay. he he takes some too. But he he keeps on yeah. trucking. So it's it's definitely. Uh, you know, no spoiler there that the his, title uh, character keeps keeps yeah. trucking past season episode two, but um, yeah, he 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 gets hit a lot, and it's yeah, yeah, lots of blood, lots of blood. Yep, it's uh, but it's good. So um, you know, I, I think I was talking with Matt a little bit about this. You, you, I was a little uh, concerned about um, how long we went without punishing because even though like the whole series, like it's 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 great, like it's it's actually very entertaining. It's very in depth. Um, it's kind of reminds me of the Daredevil season one where you were just like, it was episode after episode. So it was real easy. So, you know, Sean, you're asking how I can sit and do it. I mean, it just flowed perfectly. Like you just, it, the next episode flowed into the next one and it was just like seamless. And I could watch it for four or five hours at a time and just be constantly pulled into it. So great show. I mean, overall, if you get a chance, watch it. If you can watch it in two days, like I did, you know, hey, maybe, maybe you get the time. If not, you know, maybe you're cooler than me. I heard I heard it's kind of a slow burn. Like it's it's very character focused it, and it, it is. And yeah. then and then it um it um and then he kills a bunch of people. It, I won't spoil it, but I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think sure. That's a, I don't think you, you might spoiler. get a couple droughts here and there, but you, you I don't might think be it's you might be looking long. for a, a dead yeah you might look for a dead body here and there, but um you know he, he there, there's there's some other characters in there that um that rack up some um some some good body counts as well, so. I'll, I'll leave it at that, so you don't have to worry about right, it as much. Right. There's, there's, it's plenty of gratuitous violence if you're into that kind of stuff, and there's also character development if you're looking for a good storyline. So hey, you know it's got the best of both worlds for everybody. So, so. I, I forgot to ask you this, David, just because uh, you had mentioned uh, or Matt had mentioned he was Daredevil season two had uh, the Punisher. Do I need to be hip to those shows to know what's going on if I don't? I've never seen them before. Not really. Um, it would explain one relationship that he has in the show, but it doesn't really. I mean, the way they play it off is that it's a new relationship kind of thing, where it's like a relationship with another character, not like an actual physical relationship, but like a a friendship kind of thing. It develops. It obviously developed in the Daredevil show, uh, or season two, but it transitions over into this one, where you know. It, but it gets brought up by other characters and he kind of explains it. So you don't you don't need it to watch it. I would still recommend it because Daredevil season one, and season two are phenomenal. So if you can watch all three of them, if not, just if you want to watch the Punisher, go for it. It is it's very self-contained. So, Matt, would you disagree with me on that one? Or I mean, I think it's that's what I've been recommending. Everybody. Yeah, c- completely agree. If you have six days, do Daredevil one and two and then Punisher. If you only have two days. You know, do Punisher, and you could always go back and watch the, the first two seasons of Daredevil when you get a chance. I, I would not stress about the other ones. I did like Jessica Jones, um, but you know, even that's not as high as these three. So, so, and then on a lighter note, I uh, I did actually go see Coco this weekend, um, and like complete opposite in terms of. Uh, gratuitous violence in this uh coco was uh the newest pixar movie uh i know it's been getting a lot of a lot of hype very very um uh kid oriented i I will say that but it actually i swear it's it's like watching toy story 3 again where you're you're getting your little uh the heartstrings getting tugged on a bunch so real good movie very family oriented 
Um, the only thing that I could say that was kind of annoying is that they put a frozen, and again, this is a kids' movie. Um, they put a frozen like thirty-minute adventure on beforehand, which I didn't know was happening. And basically, you end up kind of sitting there going through this thing. So that was the only thing that was kind of it. It wasn't the greatest little frozen um, cartoon. I don't know if y'all y- y'all kind of familiar with those sort of things where they'll throw the little animated short in front. It was thirty minutes. It was yeah. It was about twenty thirty minutes. It was it was pretty long. I I always thought those were like three or four minutes. I didn't, yeah I no. Know. It was it was. In, I need to look up the entire thing. Let me let me see if I can actually find it. Um, hmm. How long it was? But it was. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can pull it up. But anyway, it it was just it, it was kind of dis, disconcerting of how long it was in terms of that. So, but but the good news is is like you know you get into Coco. Coco was so so good that I didn't even care about that stuff in the thing. It just kept you engaged the whole time. Phenomenally shot. Um, I, there was things about the Day of the Dead that I didn't even know about um, from a Mexican culture perspective, which was great, by the way. Um, like, I don't know if y'all know much about the Day of the Dead and how it's actually celebrated in Mexico and everything like that. No, Day of the Dead. I can't even say it. Day of the Mortis. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I won't even try it. I'm just going to say Day of the Dead because oh, it's, it's so much easier. Day of the Mortis? I don't even know. Shit. I give yeah, up. That, that last part is where I... Way to be a gringo, Dave. I like it. I, that's why I'm sticking with it. I, I, I can honestly say going into it, I had no idea there were this much, like, history and, um, uh, I guess, so much culture behind that entire day you know it was kind of you know in the way to be american I, i'm sorry man. Jeez. Hey, <laughs> hey we have all saints day on the same day that's all i ever heard about you know what i mean so is that all right saints day and old souls day i know old that. souls day sean back me up on old souls day yeah is that what november it's 1st or november Halloween. 2nd november 1st is all saints november day. first is all saints and, day and then number seven the november 2nd is all souls day all right so it's one of the two days it's the, it's either the day after or the two days later after um Halloween. I can't remember which one it is, but it's basically one of those two. So, but I actually would recommend everybody to go see this. Um, Peter, you, you're a little bit better off because you can bring your kid to it. Like I said, it was very child oriented. So maybe going as a single guy going to see it might not be, you know, might not be as creepy. I don't think an eight eight month will appreciate uh, Coco yet, but you know that's it was it was very entertaining. So. Wait, how how old does a child need to be before they can have cocoa? It's getting to winter. It's absurd that they're that lunch. Well, you can't put marshmallows in there, man. Come on, they'll choke on it. Marshmallows them. are disgusting, and the only the only reason they wait, have any what? value is for what? Rice Krispies. Did, did you just say marshmallows wait, are disgusting? Wait, 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 Matt. I just all can respect we, gone. Can, it's gone. Can we kick them off? Why can was there any? Off? Why was there any respect? Peter? <laughs> can we kick you off of this? Is that even possible? It's digital. We can do anything we want. Oh, we can edit him completely out of this. I like this idea. We're gonna replace Peter, you, with, you got this uh, with Christopher Plummer, and that's a <laughs> film joke for anybody out there. <laughs> halfway through it. the re- halfway through the recorder, we just replace him with. Christopher you think Plummer. he'd come in and do this? It sounds like he's got plenty of free I mean, time. He's apparently now. We we, we, pr- we should movie. we should email him and find out if he began to do that one day <laughs> just to just to going promote. rate to replace people at the end of a shoot. To promote uh, whatever movie they're doing, uh, rich people get kidnapped. What's the What's the movie called oh, again? All the money in the I world. That's right. Oh, is that literally the name of the movie? Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I really would have gone with rich people get kidnapped. I would have been like, yeah, it's both. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the intention span for that title. I'm not even sure how I'll be able to get through that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but still, all the money in the world, not much, not much easier to go with. No. But uh, 
but yeah, no. So uh, definitely go see it. Um, I-, I will say Pixar, they rarely hit a bad movie, and this definitely brings it back up there. So they're they're at the top of the thing, and I know everybody's been you know raving about it on the internet how great it was. So very happy I went and saw it. Recommended for everybody. So definitely go see it. Uh, maybe we'll do a podcast on it. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, but in terms of drinking, uh, I actually started you know because it is past. It is past now Thanksgiving. I'm moving into the Christmas ales. So I actually picked up a little St. Arnold's Christmas ale. Uh, so one of their little seasonals. Yes, I know I stick with um, a lot of Texas beers, but unfortunately that's what H-E-B usually stocks. And uh, What is I try H-E-B? Go around and so, oh, oh, H-E-B? Oh, H-E-B is a local and probably the greatest grocery store of all time. Okay. Agreed. Um, I second in the that. Texas A. If oh, you, what about if you uh, ever Central get, Market? Central Market is H-E-B's... Um, oh no shit yeah yeah central market is actually heb's um i guess their take on um oh crap what's the name amazon's Uh, whole foods yeah whole foods yeah so so but but just what they call it up in the the, uh sort of this part of the giant eagle has market district which is also probably a similar thing so just assuming Uh, it's like uh it's like a yeah everybody does that now they're trying to compete with with whole foods yeah like Gap, well, Banana I mean, Republic, it's, that stuff. Well, the, but the good news about Central Market, though, is they actually supply. They actually don't just have all their organic and all their fancy stuff. They actually bring in all the HEB branded stuff. So anything you like, you can go to Central Market and buy everything and anything you need, as opposed to like a Whole Foods where it's it's a little more selective in their in their choices. So and, I'm always I'm always for it. And Matt, just I've, so you know, when you live up in the Dallas area, you completely get shafted from the HEB grandness. Of what you get yeah, in South Texas, in that yeah. H E B by itself, ten times better than Central Market, and it's cheaper. And I actually don't even think there are Central Markets. Do you have one by you, Dave? We didn't have one by us we, in Austin. We only had H E B. Yeah, they, yeah, they have, they have one. Um, I actually like the Central Market a little bit better because I think it's actually more, it's more focused. So they actually do it a little bit better on this one. Um, but there are Central Markets that are not associated to H E B. So you gotta you gotta watch that. Uh, you gotta watch that. This is an H E B grocery store that's Central Market. So just FYI. Just yeah, it's okay. So, so yeah, no. So there are yeah. So you just gotta watch that. But because um, I think we had like a Central Market in uh, New Orleans that was not a, definitely not associated with H E B because if H E B came to Louisiana, it would overtake all the local grocery stores in a heartbeat because it's awesome. That is one of the few things that I did miss when I moved back to Louisiana for a little while was HEB. Sorry, Shawnee. We can't nothing on uh nothing on I'm blanking on the freaking grocery store that started you're just, popping up. You're just um, killing it with the uh the free advertising store for H E B there. Dude, I <laughs> hey, you know what? I, Welcome to Grocery. Back talk. me up on this. Hey, back me up on this. It is awesome. It it is, it is. I was I well, because we didn't have it up in Dallas. Uh, we had Central Market, but we didn't have HEB. HEB is what I thoroughly miss so much. Yeah. So much. So. But. Anywho. End of grocery talk. We're done with grocery talk. And see. Yes. But and see. But yeah. So Christmas sale, St. Arnold's. Um, actually really good. It's it's not as Christmassy as I was expecting, kind of with the nutmeg and everything else. It's kind of just really an amber that's kind of just, you know, a little hearty on it. So. Um, we'll, we'll see if maybe, you know, it may go swing. Maybe they'll do another, uh, a Christmas stout or a porter or something like that. That might have a little bit more, uh, Christmassy feelings to it, but 
it's it's pretty good, but you know, I wouldn't have called this a Christmas sale to be honest with you. Um, but anywho, uh, but swinging right from in there, we can uh, talk a little news real quick. So, uh, and I was just talking about Pixar. So, Peter, any uh, big news kind of uh, going on with uh, the Pixar group? Oh, I just, I don't want to talk about these things anymore. I don't. I just it just hurts me in my soul. But uh, the same trend that we're getting every week, which is somebody that people respect and love for their skill in some film craft craft, is being uh, basically being outed for being a creepo. So uh, John Lasseter, I think it was last Monday. I think it was, or maybe it was Tuesday, but sometime last week, uh, basically announced he is taking a six month leave of absence and uh, released a statement saying, you know, yada, yada, yada. I've had to have some difficult conversations, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Long story short, he references some unwanted hugs and things of that nature. So there's no other information, but it sounds like it's something to do with all of the other kind of uh, sexual misconduct issues that we're having everywhere else in film. So, um, and for anybody who doesn't know, John Lasser was the chief creative officer for Pixar. He basically you know, oversees all of the Pixar universe, if you will. He's pretty much the godfather. So they bring him in, I think other than, you know, writing and being a huge part, I think he directed also some of the early Pixar films that everybody knows and loves. They kind of bring him in to help coach on the writing and the storylines of all the new Pixar movies, including Coco. So, um, you know, it's, it is what it is. We'll see what comes out of it. It's a bummer to keep seeing these things happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if you guys had have seen anything or have any thoughts on just, you know, whether this is going to have any sort of a lasting impact on Pixar or, or if it changes your thoughts on, you know, what's come out from them in the past. Well, I just, I just want to add my two cents real fast. I, I saw where um, Rashida Jones was on uh, Toy Story 4 and she just left. And she had to give like a whole, um, basically like statement on why she like that she wasn't leaving because of John Lasseter. Uh, she was leaving because of it said Phyllis. She cited philosophical differences, which is definitely like raises a red flag whenever you just throw out like an arbitrary term like you know creative differences or philosophical differences, what what have you. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's weird to see these kind of things, especially with. Uh, how how prevalent it's been in Hollywood in the last what do you want to say month now um with the amount of accusations and and different topics that have been discussed but again it it's i think a lot of people knew a lot more just in general about what's been going on and it's it, it's not just uh it's not just um what's the word i'm looking for i'm trying to think of the word it's it's not just segregated to to live action films it seems like it's penetrated the uh for lack of a better term i was poor poor word usage nice but, uh, nice yeah uh it seems to have uh <laughs> bled into the um you know the animated film world too which it's uh it's sad to see but um you know hopefully they they figure out a way to you know to not let this just pass as easy as it has in the, in the past uh and then move forward to uh you know figure out a way to make people who were, you know, taking advantage of others, um, you know, make them find justice, I guess, uh, or seek or seek help, whatever you want to say. But, uh, yeah, it's just fucked up and I don't want to talk about it anymore. So <laughs> anybody else got anything so, to talk about that? So I think, so I think the, the real only question is, okay, you know, 
if if he's if he's leaving, do you, do y'all think there's going to be a drop of quality at Pixar, or do you? And and where I'm standing is I'm hoping that there is enough talent and enough like. You I know, mean, based on what he did at work, apparently there's talent. Fing bang boom. Fair enough. Nice. <laughs> I, I thought and it was. Math. I, 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 we bull- I thought that was <laughs> knock that out of the park, but I guess not. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. So the, the the big thing is is like is uh, hopefully there's enough creative talent. I will preface that that will able like you know at least keep it going for a long time. I'm hoping that they didn't keen or put a lot of their uh, creative uh, you know decisions based on his stuff. So if he ends up having to leave, which probably is end up going to happening right at this point, um, just can hope that you know Pixar keeps going forth and just kind of you know takes it all out. I, I'm just. You know, I would. It would be really upsetting if Pixar loses a lot of their allure after his leave, and that would be kind of really disappointing. That it would kind of just fall in that he was he was controlling that much. So that's really my only concern. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I'd be curious to see how much influence he has on a lot of these shows. So we'll just see. So anybody else? No, I, I think you know I'm going to be more op- optimistic on it. I th- I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, not, not to, you know, discredit his creative, uh, inputs, um, and contributions to the, you know, digital films that we all enjoyed and grew up to, which we, we kind of had the luxury of at our age, got to see some of the first ones, um, and, and grow up with the advancements. Um, but I think they're in good hands now. You know, I, I don't think it's just him, um, though, People thought that about Apple, and who knows? But in any case, I think we'll be okay. And yeah, I mean, the last two movies he did—I mean, he did Cars too. So, Ugh, so that's bad. like that's like the worst Pixar movie. So, you know, I know he's—I know he's been creatively helping other movies, but still, Cars too. Let's not <laughs> let's not overlook that. So, yeah, and that's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a huge group of creative talent to make all these movies and especially the the animated ones because literally you've got to create every scene from scratch so it's it's not just one person so i i'm with you i think i think to, be, to be fair to live action there's production designers and things they have to create stuff from scratch too asshole jeez jeez matt fine some of us don't like real people we just like digital things did you guys see uh, Justice League? Then you'd probably love Justice League if you don't like real things and just like digital. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. But so, you know, and on that, you know, part of the reason it's getting some unofficial blame is that they didn't give it enough time to, you know, they did all those reshoots. So there's really only two or three months to to get some of that CG in, which, you know, Pixar movies take a little bit longer than that. So don't don't give too much hate to the studios or the design studios or the visual studios that, that removed Henry Cavill's mustache. If they had another week or two, maybe it would have looked better. Who knows? So we should just hate WB like we already do because they're killing this entire universe. I mean, there's no yes. reason any of those scenes are needed. <laughs> so they, yeah, I think they're the only reasons we had to see it. So I, I think you're right, Peter. Oh man. So terrible. But uh, without droning on about justice league, cause we already did that last week. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Lady Bird. So I think all of us this week couldn't decide on a movie, but there was a lot of great stuff out. And one of them was Lady Bird, which uh, made it through 169 reviews, actually, at 100%. 100%. Uh, so I think that was the 
the latest number that I saw, which beat Toy Story 2, which was at 163. So uh, is does anybody know, is it still 100% right now? Uh, I thought it was like 96. As, as of before I joined, it was. So, you know, an hour ago, it was still 100%. All right. So, I mean, impressive. I know it really makes me want to see it. And I know Matt and I were both discussing um, potentially going to see it sight unseen, no trailer, no plot. Just go check it out, which uh, should be interesting. Man, going blind in. I I like it. I I like the I like the thought. So let's see what happens. I kind of want to see what if y'all go in doing that. Uh, your opinion. I mean, yeah, it's in this world where trailers basically ruin the entire plot. This is this might be your best bet. You might actually get blown away. 30-second story on that. Uh, so the, some movie theaters do best picture showcases where they'll show you know four or five movies in a day that are the best picture nominations. I used to do that back in college when we had too many hours in the day and had nothing better to do than not go to class. And um, Hey, Sean had things to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked through college. Hey, I did too, motherfucker. Shunt. At a movie theater, so I saw that shit. Suck it. Nice. <laughs> but, well, it's just, it's but, just called setting yourself up well. <laughs> but but uh, I will say that that was one of the first times that I saw a whole bunch of movies that I knew absolutely nothing about because a lot of the stuff that's usually nominated for Best Picture, there's usually a few of them in the category that are kind of the artsy movies that you may not have seen or kind of smaller releases. and Or it was just things I didn't see because I had no intelligence back in college, so I saw only crap. But um, you I say that like something changed. That this is true. This is true. But he's but got a point. All of this to say, uh, I, I feel like a lot of those movies I appreciate a lot more because I knew nothing about them. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, last wait, Peter, wait, you're gonna say all that and not give us at least one movie? You want to? Oh oh yeah. Well, one I can actually give you is uh, Whiplash. That actually is one I knew absolutely nothing about, other than. He played drums. That was the only thing I knew. Did not watch the trailer. Didn't know that's, anything about that's it. That's still all I know about it. it did that come out <laughs> while we were in college? Uh, it did. Oh, shit. I no. didn't realize it was like Whiplash. Oh, no, no. you're right. No. You're right. It wasn't. You're, you're right. That was like I, uh, I was 2011, with, right? I was working with you at that time. Yeah, it was 2013, I think. I think it was four <laughs> years ago. So, so yes. Yeah, so you we're you were at the learning addicts, learning how to cook. <laughs> yeah. and Little do you know, Dave, you I cut class to go see this. Got it. I hadn't graduated yet. I was actually uh, still learning my ABCs. You were playing uh, suits, but makes as sense an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I wish well, I was that smart. With with that company, it, you know, you could probably be you know, somewhat. <laughs> Shh, Dave. Don't not going to say much anymore after that. Don't give it away. <laughs> um, but so, last piece of news. Uh, we all reviewed Murder on the Orient Express. I know I wasn't a huge fan, and I think we were kind of mixed opinions on it. But there is going to be a sequel or a continuation of uh, Hercule Poirot. And I don't remember what the title of the novel it's based on. So they're about Egypt, right? Yeah. Sean, this is you. You know it. Something about Nile, maybe? The Nile? Murder on the Nile? I, I I'll think take that's it. right. If I'm not mistaken, it's Jewel of the Nile was the... Uh... The one that they were trying to reference in the end of uh, or Murder on the Orient uh, Express. Jewel of the Nile is a Michael Douglas uh, flick. Then there was a sequel it, to it Romancing the Stone. It is Death so on the Nile. So it is not then. that. Um, it is Death on the Nile. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Jewel of the Nile is that stupid. Yeah. You're right, Matt. It was stuck in my head. <laughs> Close enough. I think, we, Close I think we had the same issue whenever, uh, I think somebody else said Jewel on the Nile whenever we talked about this last time. But anyway, yeah. Death on the Nile is the is going to be the sequel to, the, to 
murder on the Orient Express. Well, so so I mean, I guess the real quick question is: anybody excited about a sequel? Yeah, I mean, I think it was worthy of it. I, I thought the movie was very well done. Yeah, he could come out and shit the bed on the next one, so let's hope not. But uh, definitely worthy of it. I thought he uh, kept our attention and uh, gave us an, an introduction to a lot of, at least a lot of the audience, an introduction to Hercule Poirot. So looking forward to seeing what else he can do. Yeah, so as long as he's not doing another intro like he did in the beginning of the of Murder on the Orient Express, which, you know, now we know who he is, he's already established, they don't have to, they can go right into it. So and we can all we all agreed that once the movie got to that point, it was it was actually entertaining. It it was not stretched out. So by we all he means everybody but Peter. I was just kidding. Fair enough. <laughs> Peter just hated the film. Mainly because the only I, thing he liked about it was that a certain certain mustache. person does well, I was you actually liked his mustache? I, I was. How could you? How could you not stare at that mustache I, the I, entire time? I, it no, was, it was it, it was, was freaking baller. I would love to freaking grow that thing. I may try and grow that ever once in my life. I will but not visit I you still, ever if that's the case. <laughs> however, my still favorite part was the was the uh, the mask that he wore over his mustache when he slept. That's a good point. That was uh, that pretty, was pretty that clutch. Was on that was phenomenal. So I'll I take two. To, when I saw that, I I think I laughed out loud, and again, no one else in the theater thought that was humorous. Plus, there was very few people in the theater at the time. So. I mean, but Anywho. my point exactly. <laughs> but back to Death on the Nile, I, I'm excited just for the fact that Johnny Depp can't be in it. So <laughs> seconded. So in theory, though, the only person that can return for it is uh, um, uh, Bragner. You, you, you realize He's the only that one. you realize that Johnny Depp. That's that's the roles he wants, where he can come back as like a dead person or somebody covered in makeup. So he, he totally can <laughs> that come is, back. That is one. true. That is, is true. That, but wait, what about um? What was it? What was the damn movie he was just in? Uh, oh god, the the Harry Potter one. Um, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts Beast and Where to Find Him. He's you. also going to be in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him too. Grimwald something something something. <laughs> I, I don't know why Colin Farrell is awesome I don't know who is like you know who would be a good surprise to replace Colin Farrell people love Johnny Depp and fuck Colin that's Farrell that's like who who, who thought it's that was like an upgrade per- same people that thought it would be great to, to have a fifth Pirates of the Caribbean the same person that thought it would be great good, to, good point. to have Johnny Depp as Tonto and uh, um, oh, wow. the Lone was, Ranger I feel so bad for uh, Arnie Hammer talking about Miles Teller not getting a fair shake Arnie Hammer's oh, fucking Arnie awesome Hammer, yeah. he's yeah, 6'2", he 250 fucked. and there's two of them in one movie it's <laughs> fucking awesome <laughs> and I, I hate that I haven't seen him in like 10 years you should go uh, back and watch that uh, Peter he was, was in the man after the man. He, he was in Free Fire Free Fire he was also in The Man from Oakland I'm sorry guys I use a little hyperbole I'm sorry I'm just we're just giving you good movies to go watch some good Arnie Hammer. Either that or you just need to reevaluate what movies you're watching. That's all we're saying. <laughs> I, I will about se- it. I will yeah. second that opinion though. Johnny Depp did somewhat kill his career, so I, I still blame Johnny Depp for that. I blame Johnny what? Depp for a lot of things. <laughs> so like, does Amber, Amber. Why did he have so to ruin Amber Friday, uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> he didn't. He died. That that oh, was. I never in- saw the original assholes. That was back in the day when when Johnny Depp was actually uh, not insufferable. I mean, I, I was a fan of him. He when, fucking oh, died. Yeah. He was like the first one to die. Again, the best thing yeah. he's done in the last probably 10 years now <laughs> is his cameo in a certain movie with starring a certain couple actors. That's a comedy. That's a great movie. If you ever get a chance to watch it. 21 Jump Street. He died again. <laughs> anyway. 
where he died. So basically, which, any movie that he dies, which, we're all on board. Which one is that? Is that uh, Marmaduke? Oh, that, uh, 21 Jump Street. Yes, it was definitely sorry. Marmaduke. Oh, yeah. So, not Marmaduke. Whatever the hell is stupid. Uh, oh, you're, you're thinking of uh, the one where he had the mustache, like Hercule yeah, Perot. Exactly. That's exactly what it made me think of. Madagascar? It's something. Did, I don't it's something with an M. Some uh, Mor- Mordecai. Mordecai. Yeah. <laughs> I like Marmaduke or, or Madagascar more. I think they should re- retitle it. But but with Let's all see of a dead said, dog uh, versus a movie about some random rich millionaire. I think Marmaduke dies in the Marmaduke movie. That's a fucked up kids movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Does he? No. No. There's no. Oh shit! I was like, God damn. Of course he does. You ever know the story of Marmaduke? No, I don't care to know. Was it like a retelling of Old Yeller? What kind of shit is that? (laughs) Marley and Me? What's going on? (laughs) Oh, that that was Marley and Me. Never mind. That that one. That one tugged at the heartstrings. That's a good one. Classic. It's classic. All right. With all of this said about Marmaduke and uh, Mordecai and and terrible Johnny Depp, uh, that's all we have for uh, movie news this week. We've all established that we want to watch movies in which Johnny Depp dies. We're okay with that point. It's not a bad movie. Or he's Moving not on. in them at all. I think. That's or he's the- not in them at all. Then it's probably pretty good. So, all right. So, I think we could finally, finally talk about Stranger Things too. So, I know uh, me and Matt kind of talked heavily, um, and I'm trying to think of which episode it was where it was just us two. We kind of focused on it a lot. Uh, well, that would be but, the Suburbicon. So for anybody uh, out there who Suburbicon. may have missed that and was worried that they weren't getting enough Matt and Dave action, uh, you can go back and listen to Suburbicon. There's not going to be much Suburbicon talk because we wanted to talk Stranger Things because Suburbicon <laughs> kind of sucked. The way you just phrased of? that, you just talked about Matt and Dave action. I don't know that anybody's going to want to listen to that episode now. Hey, hey. They you may not want to watch it, but they might want to, you know, they might want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some good noises. But, uh... So yeah, Stranger Things too. Let's just get a real recap of everybody's overall thoughts. I know me and Matt kind of had a longer in-depth discussion about it, and I know I think Peter and Sean, you y'all both kind of touched on it a little bit when y'all actually got to see it. So um, let's just hear y'all's little quick uh, recap. So Sean, why don't you start us off real quick? Fair, I can do that. I uh, definitely love the uh, the new season. Um, I was definitely, uh, you know, first few days. I think for within the first week I'd seen the first season within the, you know, this year I had a flight. So like I said, I think within the first two days or three days, uh, I had seen the, uh, the full second season. So big fan of, uh, you know, the, the nostalgia that they tug on to the, the, the way that they bring this story to life. It's, it, you know, I enjoyed the whole thing. I guess, um, the one thing I will say is that, uh, you know, there were some things missing, obviously, that weren't in the first one that uh, were different in this one that I didn't 100% agree with, but uh, still, nonetheless, great series and uh, looking forward to seeing how they move the needle forward with season three. But uh, what about you, Peter? What else did you want to add to your Stranger Things 2 experience? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we ended up watching, I mean, obviously later than a lot of you guys, but we watched the whole season in, I don't know, maybe half a week. So we, we watched a few few episodes a night and uh, it's pretty telling. We liked it a lot, especially, you know, when you compare it to the first season, which we'll probably get into it. It's it's hard to say which one is better since the first kind of has that, that whole notion of being the first. And, and there's always things that kind of hold true about the first season of any show. But yeah, we, we really enjoyed it. And I even though I think they kind of retreaded a few 
kind of story tropes. Uh, it was still extremely enjoyable. And this cast, you can't get enough of this cast. I mean, they, they did a phenomenal job picking these people because you really want to spend time with them. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, looking forward to talking about it, but it was, it was uh, a great show. Pretty much on the same, you know, same, same pace as you guys. I think they did a great job living up to the first one. May have been a couple of slow moments or rehashing some stuff we saw in the first, but yeah, you, know, uh, you know, could it have been eight episodes instead of nine? Yeah, but at least they didn't try to push for thirteen. So I, I thought they did a great job. Um, got to learn some about some of the characters, you know, a little bit more about some of the characters that maybe we didn't have focuses on in the first season. Uh, there was one new character I was not a fan of. We weren't supposed to be, but I thought that even that addition was a was kind of unnecessary in general. Um, and we'll kind of get into that. I'm sure it's no surprise who it is. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that in a second, though. But uh, what about it you, was, Dave? It was 11. It was 11, wasn't it? I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It was Red Ranger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, John. Nice. It took me a while to actually pick up on that, too, by the way. Wait, which was one? Was the guy they, in the, the, the new the Power Red Rangers, Rangers movie? Yeah, he was the Red he Ranger. Was. Oh, yeah. That's like one of his. That was. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That was you say, Dave, you say one of his, like, he's been in, like, 20 movies. No, no, no. That's literally his only <laughs> I think only that's the only two things I know. Yeah, because yep. I looked him up because I was I like, mean, why do be, I know this kid? To be quick, I mean, he he's the new Miles Teller for me. <laughs> I, I don't even well, know if you want to put him in that high of a that, regard. A, I was just going to say, I watch. <laughs> that's that's yeah. actually true. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, good point. You can watch most of the rest of uh, Miles Teller's films. I mean, Power Rangers was meh. Just meh. But anyway, but yeah, overall, uh, I'll do real quick before we go back into it. So. Like, like, you know, I was actually fortunate enough, another show that I was able to watch in the day. Um, really enjoyed it. I know that's basically what I said. Um, I, I wasn't as upset with a couple of the episodes as everybody else was. Although I do agree with Matt on the um, the worthlessness of a said character. And he was the Red Ranger, so we'll we'll tie right into that in a second. But yeah, he his his addition just... it, it I thought they were going to do more with him, but they really didn't. And... Uh, you know, when you take somebody kind of like, um, and I'm blanking on his name. Uh, oh, God. Steve. Steve, thank you. When you take a character like him and you kind of bring him full circle like that, I was kind of figuring they were going to do something sort of like that with him, with, uh, with, the, uh, with the Red Ranger, but they just ended up not doing much with him. So um, Hey, they did a lowbrow old mid- middle-aged woman being attracted to him, um, which... You know, if their sex is reversed, would be completely offensive. But even in today's climate, is shocking they kept in because uh, that's not pretty copacetic with anybody, even in in that kind of gender role reversal kind of thing. Yeah. So that you know, that was a pretty lowbrow attempt at humor, and I thought executed poorly. And it doesn't offend me, but I, I thought it, it, I don't it, know, it didn't. It fit. really just didn't. It didn't fit. Like a lot of his yeah. characters. I mean, at this point, we can kind of talk on him a lot more. I figure because, uh, but. His character just didn't fit the overall season at all. He, he was kind of like the episode, episode seven, I think, would probably be the best way to call him, like his character in it. Just and, really and at least didn't... episode seven had the one thing going for it where it focused on a character named Seven. Mm. We're in spoilers, right? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, was, go for was, it. Yeah. That was eight, actually. Or eight, fine. Wait, her name was no, eight, No, no, right? no, her name was eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was episode seven that we were talking. Oh, but well, like, then fuck me. Yeah, so... He just, well, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Matt, let's be honest. That happens every every fucking time we talk. So, you know, I don't know why you're surprised anymore. I was I was doing the super bad Jonah Hill. Is this a line for the bathroom? <laughs> oh, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> oh, fuck me, right? 
No, we know. Anyway, yes. but yeah. So I, I think his his overall character, and I think we, and it sounds like this is where we're all kind of going with it, is just if he plucked him out of the entire uh, show, would 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 we have lost anything? We would have. We would be one less milf scene in Stranger Things. One. Le- I mean, I mean, they could have just showed another fun interaction between the the uh, the apathetic dad and the milf. That is by far the all time worst TV father wife uh, no. mother father mother relationship. Disagree. That is disagree. Uh, that that, was, that is by that is every eighties fucking movies parents completely. That is every eighties movies parents. Yeah, and he's the basically just playing Jeffrey blues. Tambor's uh, dad from Euro Trip. Though we didn't talk about Jeffrey Tambor, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, that's another John Lasseter problem. Yeah, yeah let's not go down that road. <laughs> yeah, we don't <laughs> we've, need to talk about that. We've come so far. Just the overly the overly protective mother and the completely oblivious father who's just like, whatever, they're being kids. Who gives a shit? Oh, like three of them died, one kid's missing. Eh, who whatever. He, he, he's shit. ten times worse in this season, there's no yeah. question. <laughs> Last season he's at least half a person. This time he literally is passed out in every episode that he's even in. <laughs> And what do you think he got paid for that? That's the that's the real question. More than all of us, unfortunately. So, but um, so other new characters. What do y'all? What, uh, what were y'all opinions on them? Um, do we want to start with Bob Newby, or do you want to start with? Uh... Well, I was gonna say you got you got you got you got a little bit of you got a little Bob, or you got you got Max. Well, we kind of went. Or, we uh, kind of we kind of just tore up the fact that uh, Billy Hargrove, that you know Red Ranger is what I like to call him, but uh, yeah, like he was sort of irrelevant um he was completely irrelevant most of, the, the most of the season but uh yeah well he did get he did have one there was only one good scene that came from his interaction when and he that was kicked the, in the nuts no 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 when he beat the shit out of um um his name's um, gonna still be steve steve dude i'm telling you and it keeps fucking blowing my mind uh when he beats the shit out of steve and they're in the car and the kids are driving it and he kind of wakes up in this like mixed kind of thing that is literally the only thing I was like, okay, that was the only reason for this guy's entire character to be here. To just beat the shit out of Steve to, so that he can wake up and have that little funny scene with the kids in the car. Well, I mean, they were driving. that and the fact that he also is the bro- the stepbrother or whatever you want to call him to one of the main additions, which was Mad but, Max, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but, but I mean, you could but, you could introduce matter. a girl character without her having a brother. Yeah, I mean, I, um, and he, it could have just been some random guy beating the shit out of him. Understood. They definitely that, I was going to say the exact same thing, some, Dave. Uh, they tried to if, force if Steve needed to get his ass kicked, it could have been anyone. Um, it didn't need to be a character with character development. Yeah, it, I know. It, but it could have been his uh, his guy, the guy that used to be his buddy last yeah. season that ends up showing no. up in this season anyway. But then we still have Billy, who's useless. So, yeah. and, so I mean, I friends. I agree, and and that's literally the only point of his entire character at that point, and it's it's completely worthless. So, I don't know. Anywho, but speaking of uh, some some characters that were added, um, I really enjoyed Becky's parents. Um, because the KFC uh, product placement was fucking awesome. Nice reference. Didn't I completely forgot about that, but yeah, they. Uh, you would have been all over you, it if it was Dairy Queen, Sean. Oh, you mean <laughs> Barb's parents, right? Barb's. Parents, I said Becca's. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching but, too yeah. much Roseanne, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> no, I haven't been watching. I knew any what you Roseanne. meant. Matt, I just so can't I was, think of another I was right Becca. There with you. I just can't think of another Becca character. <laughs> and so. it's it's Becky, Barb. right? Shit. Well, then I haven't been watching anything, and <laughs> fuck me, right? <laughs> fuck you, indeed. Um, but yeah, so so 
Now, now I'm not even gonna freaking say it correct. Damn it! Now I'm thinking Becky, Becky's parents, Shit. Barb's parents. Barb. Damn you, Barb. Barb's parents. Barbity Bob Barb. We're missing the we're missing the big one here though. Paul Reiser. Who? He's the big Who? addition of the season. The uh, the. I disagree. I don't think he was a big. He was no. Like, I, I mean, he was one of the big. He and I'd say he and Sean Aston were the biggest name. There additions. you go. You hit the big. Well, one. I already said Bob Newby. I mean, I thought his character was awesome this season, but uh, Paul Reiser's character was like. Matthew Modine in half. Like, it wasn't nearly as... He didn't make you hate him. He was just like, why the fuck is he being so nice? And I guess he was trying to... After the first uh, season with the amount of... With the amount that the facility just fucked the town, I guess he felt like he had to, you know... Like, I guess reignite that relationship, make that relationship with the town nice, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, look at look at the way. So you got you got to remember is that they take a lot of influence from a lot of the '80s movies, right? So the first one was kind of taking a lot of uh, the first season was kind of taking a lot of like ET and stuff like that, where the government was the enemy, right? So Matthew Modine was the embodiment of all that, like just every the, the government comes there and it's just bad. They're gonna just mess up shit. They're gonna fuck it up. And you kind of look at what Paul Reiser's character was was he was kind of like this um kind of benevolent but like slightly you could kind of tell he was kind of slightly evil but not really evil just kind of like he was still going to do stuff for the bad but he was still trying to help everybody through so i think it was a nice transition into that because i think i'm I'm trying to think of what the movies they it took a lot of inspiration for in the second and the second season it was a it was a different it was like five or six movies they mentioned that they took inspiration from does anybody know offhand what they were because they'll do a comparison usually once the season comes out of like scene by scene aliens i can't remember what it was uh close encounters i think was one of them okay so i mean it it makes kind of sense where it's the government's not as bad it's still bad but it's not as bad in these in the second season so you you notice that like that you actually kind of gave a shit a little bit more about the 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 government agents as opposed to where you were kind of cheering for them to kind of die in the in the first one so that's just my two cents um but yeah, so 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 Sean Astin's character. What did, what did y'all think overall from him? I mean, I think that was he seemed he seemed like on the internet and everybody else, at least from our aspect, it seemed like he was the the main character that everybody really enjoyed being added to this season. Now, let me ask this question: Did y'all feel like he was possibly a plant or something like that at all? I mean, he seemed he seemed to be uh, a mammal, but uh... I fucking hate you. <laughs> A plant by who? By the government. I figured because <laughs> isn't so, he a government employee? How is he a plant? No, he wasn't. Sean Astin. He was Sean Astin. Oh, Sean Astin. I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, I thought no, no, you were no, still no, talking no, about no, no, Paul Reiser. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 Matt, no. Matt, I, I think you win the dad joke award, like of all time, for that last one. That was that was classic. I liked it. No, he's a mammal. <laughs> coming coming from a real dad. Just, that's an actual. I just win. wanted to throw that out. I know. I'm I'm taking notes right now because <laughs> mine are not mine are not that good. That was I liked it. You, he literally yeah. just dropped his his uh, his tongs from the barbecue pit as he he was just so stunned by how great that dad joke was. <laughs> a tear came to my dad eye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so 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 Bob Newby or uh, or Sean Astin's character, um, like I, I when they first introduced him, I was he just seemed overly nice and overly, um, I guess, accommodating for the situation that uh, that Will was kind of in. So I kind of assumed maybe he was uh, like a, a plant by the government 
to kind of like, you know, keep an eye on them and stuff like that. And there was a couple episodes where I think the name of the episode was, um, I think it was like The Spy or something. I'm trying to think. Hang on. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, but basically, oh, yeah. That was I, one with Will where they finally yeah, found out so Will was Will was the, telling. Will was yeah. the, um, uh, the spy. It was actually literally called The Spy. And um, so I assumed maybe because they started it off with, with him. And I was like, oh, maybe he's he's working for the government or something like that. And he's like training Will to kind of do all these mental games or trying to like teach him to kind of go meet with the I think it was the what was the name of that stupid thing the the mind flare or whatever it is, so and and I was presently surprised to find out he was just Bob that works at freaking uh, Radio Shack. So it was nice to see that. I, I thought it would have been it would have been interesting to see if he would have turned out to be a spy because I think we would have hated him a lot more. Unfortunately, in that situation, Wait, why did we hate him at all? I didn't say that. I you was just hated him more. Would. So that didn't, anyways. Um, yeah, fair enough. I so I didn't get that vibe at all. I would have been completely caught by surprise and felt like a dunce if that was the take, because uh, you know you you know it wouldn't be the first time a show did do that. Um, I mean, hell, even Captain America had a neighbor who was a spy, but uh, she's hot, so it's okay. Um, yeah, I didn't get that vibe, so I'm glad they didn't go that route because I would have felt dumb. But uh, it would have been interesting. Did anybody hear the the kind of fan theory about how he potentially could be one of the kids from from it? Wait, what? Yeah, wait, go back to this. Hang on. Or, or not one of the kids from it that he could potentially have been one of the kids who lived in the same world as it. So, so the theory was: you remember how Bob told the story about being afraid of a clown and telling yeah. the clown to go away? Uh-huh. So, so there's there's people talking about how technically, if you look at it you know, his age and That's when this fair, show yeah. took place that he could have been a kid back in that time period. And plus, uh, you know, that these geographic areas are close to one another, blah, blah, blah. And this show is kind of well, Indiana and very Maine much in the same tone of those. Like it, the, Oh, you're right. The it TV show. Like it would have been the miniseries. Um, cause that was no, like, no, supposed to be know, like it's based the, on the book. That's that was written by like Stephen in King. the same, in the same world, not, has nothing yeah, yeah. Which no, actually but what I'm, wouldn't be. A, but what I'm saying is, like the, the, it wouldn't have been the, it wouldn't have been the film it because that took place in the 80s. But like in the, in the book, yeah, no, no, no. The book the was like the 50s or 60s. Well, yeah, the book. Yeah, the so book. yeah, that would make sense. The book is still have like I think it's in the 80s is when the second part comes up. Correct. So that's what we were saying that he would have been part of the second part. And well, I never read the book because I don't read books. That figures. Anyway, uh, I'm 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 with you, Dave. I, I didn't get that because I was going to say you might as well say he was a kid from Dooney uh, from Goonies at that. Well, point. Matt, I didn't say that. He uh, I, I didn't say I got that. I'm just saying like that's a nice touch if if they're going down that road. And yeah, it wouldn't work. They're just yeah, stretching. I mean, they're just stretching for shit at this point. It, yeah, yeah. It's just people trying to make connections, people, like the four. Exactly. They're just trying to make a nice tie into something, but um, yeah, it wouldn't be the same as Goonies because Goonies actually does take place in the eighties. So suck it, Matt. Anyway, uh, I think we're going way down the wrong road in terms of just stretches uh, of things that total happen. black hole. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like a Wikipedia. It's like a Wikipedia black hole or a YouTube black hole. No, but I mean, like, uh, obviously, we have our thoughts on the new characters. Um, the 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 introduction of the female character uh, to the you know basically to the group would you guys feel like that I, I I definitely got that vibe speaking of it that that's like the the vibe I got from that being that oh yeah there's four or five four kids and four dudes and and one girl being added to the bunch um, but did you think that that added a, a an intriguing piece of the story or did you think that was like a forced addition I I, I thought it was nice. 
Yeah. No, I, I thought the introduction was good. Um, I like the Mad Max reference. I like that she left him a note. Um, all good. I liked her. I didn't get the in, it tie-in. And when you were bringing it up, I didn't even think about the four guys and the girl. I thought you were talking about the ginger and the clown had red hair. But, um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, I, just, so, I, I'm, not good at, I'm not good at making connections. Was anyone else surprised <laughs> that she ended up being um, so easygoing? You know, so for instance, I kind of thought she was going to be a bully like Billy, like a little more hard and they would turn her. But it turned out that she very quickly kind of became part of the gang. Was anybody else surprised by that at all? Not, not Pleasant, really. Pleasantly. I'm glad yeah. they didn't. I'm glad they didn't go the typical route of they need to win her over. It Same. was just she was putting on a persona or like the typical you know, I don't want to be a butt of a joke or something. So I'm going to be a dick to you until you're nice to me. And now we can be friends. I like that. Well, yeah, but she, I'm but she kind of was until they, but did it was the, real quick though. Yeah. It was, it was what that Halloween invite and she was kind of like mean to him or whatever. And then all of a sudden they, they swap over and like, she meets up with him, And then it was like, it was done. They were like best friends. So I, and, I agree. Yeah. And to I, that point, I, I, I'm glad that they, um, I, it's been a few weeks now since I've watched it. Uh, she, I mean, the, I guess, yeah, since Halloween. But um, I think they also filled her in pretty quick. We didn't have to do too much of the, like, hiding of the situation. I think there was maybe two or three episodes, but it it wasn't too long where she caught wind of something weird happening and they filled her in. Not like a lot of shows that we've seen. You know, they they continue lying or Peter Parker when he's Tobey Maguire and he lies. Yeah, the mystery. You know, so I'm glad they, they filled her in. I think I think it's kind of indicative, too, about the way that uh, the Duffer brothers treat just kids in this movie, which is very realistically right. I mean, because kids don't kids don't hold grudges very long. Kids don't, you know, can't keep secrets very well. So everything moves very quickly because that's to me, that's exactly the way you'd expect it of a bunch of little kids hanging out and being friends. I mean, that's just the way that they'd interact kind of, I think, um, your think, friends were different than mine. Well, <laughs> no, but like at that age, I mean, this is at that age, right? Because we talk, I think we talked about it during when we reviewed it and the fact that they also captured those kids really well where, the, you know, they're a bunch of kids swearing a ton so they could seem to act cool, right? I mean, it's just those same sort of... Wait, wait, <laughs> seem? <laughs> You've just destroyed Matt's entire childhood. That, Congratulations. That's, sorry. Sorry. A childhood? That's how I live now. <laughs> it's currently... <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, I just... I think overall, they... Like, it's a lot of fun to watch these kids interact in the show. Uh, and I think it's just because the... They just do a really a really great job with the writing. There's no question. They've they really developed the characters. You want to spend spend a lot of time with them. So Com- completely agree. I'm, I'm joking, but the the first season, the movie It and this, and I think we talked about it during all discussions about you know the the, the former two, but uh, they they've just done such a good job writing these. I know that it was different people, but in in both cases, they did a great job writing these characters, the, these adolescent kids. Um, so that it's actually realistic to what we all remember growing up. Obviously, there's more douchebags and more innocent people on, on both sides of the spectrum, but it, it's definitely believable and kind of not too um, toned down to what you know c- kids actually interact, how they interact with each other. Um, it, I think, hits the nail on the head a little bit more, but they did a great job in both cases. 
Well, yeah, it definitely had a little bit, um, you know, with an R rating, it's going to have a little bit better. Um, it's going to be a little bit easier for them to, to do that because let's be honest, we, as kids, we were all pretty, you know, we thought we were cool and we could curse and, you know, say, you know, mother jokes and shit like that. So I, I, I think, you know, they touched a little bit on it in Stranger Things. They, they couldn't get as in-depth with it, but then, you know, like you said, Matt, it just took it and, you know, freaking knocked it out of the park with it because, I mean, it was like conversations we've all had with our group of friends when we were that young, just, you know, messed up shit that you would just say and just to screw with each other. Hell, shit we say now to each other. I was going to say, you guys well, keep talking not... about when we're young. Yeah, I, I know. I'm trying to think. of us well, grew up past kind of got things. It just kind of got more, you know, subtle nowadays. I think sarcasm just laid in a little bit more as opposed to back in those days. I do remember when I worked at a movie theater, speaking of sarcasm, I caught some kids sneaking into another, a second movie, and um, I, I, I said some sarcastic comment to him, and he fucking got terrified. And I was like, no, I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. Um, but like the, <laughs> the, like the face of him not understanding sarcasm was still like one of those things. I'm like, oh, right. People don't know that is a thing. And so they take it at face value. And Matt, let's be honest, though. Most people story of your life, Matt. Yeah, I know. Most people don't believe like every believe everything that comes out of your mouth for some strange reason. I don't I don't trust a single damn thing that comes out of your mouth because I know it's just completely full of shit. So I assume that and people like I, I've had instances where you have to and you say it all the time where you have to like basically correct people and be like, no, 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 I'm fucking with you. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately fucking with you. Because you give a deadpan sarcasm, you have it fucking perfect. I, I will admit, you, you hey, can sell C- anything. Camille guy from. That last movie we saw over the summer, he 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 had Camille Nanjiani. Yeah, Puna Napina possibly. <laughs> uh, not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons and Office Space. Good times. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you know we, we kind of covered a little bit on that. What we all what we all feelings between the two seasons? Um, you know. Like, I, I kind of mentioned earlier that there was kind of a difference in, like, theme, kind of, like, what their inspiration was in terms of the movies. Um, if I can figure out, I'll have to see while, while we're talking, see if I can find what the other movies that they used uh, for inspiration for season two. But there was definitely a difference in in, in themes and what kind of what they used. So, what'd y'all, which, which season did y'all like better? Was this one um, a little bit, you know, uh, more dark or, you know, just, what did you what did you think? Was it was it better? Did it, did it kind of bring the plot line more in depth, kind of like divulge into this, you know, secondary dimension that we're we're kind of talking about, or upside down world. Is that right? Upside down. It's just the, the upside, upside down. down. Yeah. The, the, upside down. Okay. Yeah, but like something like that. I mean, did y'all did y'all think it kind of kept with it? Did it get a little darker? What would y'all feel? I think this. I think the first one is still a stronger season for me overall. Um, but I don't think that detracts from the quality of this season. And I think there's two complaints about this, this season that I have, and we already talked about one, uh, Billy, the red, uh, power ranger. Um, I think we'll talk about episode seven or eight or whatever in, in a moment here. Um, but I, I almost would say this is a lighter, this one felt a little lighter than the first season. I don't know if that's just me though. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there's. There was a little less of the horror aspect. I don't. I remember the first season having some scenes that were legitimate, kind of scary movie esque scenes, and this one wasn't as wasn't as uh, dark in those areas, which isn't by any means a bad bad thing. But I, I agree with you, Matt. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you on it. It was 
so I guess the question you have to ask in this situation is, is was the season one, do you value it more just because it was so, like, you know, it was kind of new and we had nothing on it. Like, we, we, we literally hadn't seen anything that could do this with the 80s. Now we've got, you know, it. We had season two kind of come out. A lot of things are kind of pushing on this 80s thing, uh, you know, this memorabilia. So is it is it because that, that, that feeling's kind of dead or it was season one just that much better? You know, what do y'all think? I th- well, I mean, just off the top, like, I mean, to me, you already have established characters that people are familiar with. So you can walk right into something instead of trying to set up a whole, you know, a whole new cast. Um, so th- there are some things that don't occur as smoothly as, as what might have been set up in the first season. Uh, in terms of... Uh, of just comparing the two there's like, there's definitely some things like the uh, like Mike's character. I felt as if like was, they gave him that next level of just like teenage angst, which was kind of annoying at times, um, which he sort of just hates the world. Uh, The Nancy, the interaction with his sister, which basically um, with Nancy and, uh, Jonathan that was you could tell that they had some on-screen chemistry which I, I thought was uh, better in this season than, than the first season uh, as f- another new character that we didn't really mention but uh, the reporter character that they like stayed with and uh, when they were trying to I guess figure out what they, they didn't doing. try yeah. oh well, they found out no I mean like but they were, uh, they were trying wow, to wow. figure out how to break the news but uh yeah i mean i thought that that character was don't forget the the reporter's wife's name is christina christina oh my god into my house (laughs) and you get my wife's name wrong arnie palmies arnie palmies but no no i thought that that was that that character was hilarious like that little episode or two where they were interacting with him was easily one of my favorite additions of the season which we didn't really mention but uh and completely underrated in my eyes I, I, no yeah i'm glad you <laughs> called that out sean because i i was i had i was concerned i thought it was going to be too big his addition yeah. i i think the guy's funny as all hell no, no, I agree, but yeah. i think they could overplay it and i think they 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 did it perfectly what um i was com- really happy was with, the, the, with the way they took the character and kind of the interaction with the other characters good call what was, yeah. what was his what was that one line he said when they were sitting there eating breakfast i thought was easily the best <laughs> line of the entire season oh when he talked about sleeping in the on the couch or something on the pullout it, what did oh oh how was your pull how was your pullout last night or something like that? <laughs> it wasn't that up front but it was something I, it was it was no it was something about the pullout it was like it, it was uh, it was and I, I i that was i i remember laughing completely out loud like oh shit that was great i, was I like, do have ballsy. to i do have to throw a real quick sean that that character would would not work with anybody but that actor because because even <laughs> he when plays, he came yes. on he always plays those parts so at first to your point matt i was a little worried and i i was a little peeved and then when we got the the fuller scene with him like because of his just ridiculousness it just works really well if that was anybody else that would be terrible I, and so. i can't remember the, the, his name for the life of me and that's what i was trying to figure out before i uh, we got to talking about this but uh I mean, obviously, you'll understand. He's he's basically the Sun Times reporter who is all about exposés now. So, 
Um, yeah, that was easily one of my one of my favorite new additions. Um, outside out, outside of the uh, the Sean Aston edition, I thought he as far as like a main focus. I thought he was a good addition. So but his name is Brett Gelman is the uh, the actor's name. Okay, and you you've definitely seen him uh, in 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 most things. So, but yeah, he his biggest role is definitely is the other guys that everybody seems <laughs> to always remember. But he uh, he definitely adds a nice comedic relief at certain points. So, um, yeah, but I mean, other than that, I, I thought there's a lot of things that they did well that they tried to, to rekindle. As far as things I didn't like in season two, like. I, I, I like the idea of interacting, of letting the fans and the viewers know that their Eleven is not alone. I thought that was a great introduction, but the way they, at certain points, worked it in the story didn't flow, didn't flow well for me. Um, are, are you specifically are you specifically talking about episode seven? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like that's yeah. that episode seemed as if they, like they set it up so so wonderfully in the first episode that. They let down big time with the uh, with following up on it. So, um, yeah, they definitely a few new new twists, new characters, uh, a lot of the similar similar uh, you know things that worked in the first season, um, which led to me enjoying the second season. But there definitely were some things that it wasn't perfect by any means, and it wasn't uh, you know I'd, I'd probably say if I had to rate it out of ten, I'd probably give it like a seven um out of 10 where i really liked it but it wasn't nearly what what the first one was so and it's hard to not compare it to that when it's so fresh because it's been like you know was it basically back-to-back years so um overall though enjoyed the the whole series and looking forward to seeing how they continue to figure out ways to you know grow the story but um what about you guys anything else to add about the comparison to both both uh seasons so let me ask this question, and and it's really just a it's a real quick one. So, what did y'all think of the Mike and, and Eleven relationship? Out of curiosity, what was y'all's opinion on it? Did did they? I, I felt like they kind of got a little obsessed obsessive in the second season, and this is literally like within like it, this basically all occurs within what three four months of the first season is basically what it. Well, comes they to. they turned. Ah. I was gonna say they definitely turned it into like a an eighties teen like a breakfast club type shit where at the end of it, um, you know, breakfast club, 16 candles type shit. Um, you could definitely see that thrown in there, but I don't think that that was necessary at all. Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely one of those things where it was, it's very sweet and very, you know, it it was nice. I, 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 I didn't think it was overly done. I just thought they were both just like a little, I don't know, just a little overly obsessed, and I, I, and I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie. I completely disagree with both of you, and it's mostly— <laughs> Damn it, Peter. You're supposed to agree with everything we <laughs> say. That's the whole point <laughs> well, of this thing. Well, and it's mostly because I, I feel like the entire season one kind of set that up, so it wasn't—I guess to me it wasn't surprising, and it wasn't—I didn't think like it was obsessive, because I mean— Think about it, right? The the whole first season is all about Mike and Eleven. Um, and yes, they're trying to get Will, but really it's about Mike and, and meeting this new friend and trying to figure her out and, you know, initiating her as part of the gang. And then, you know, season two, she's gone now. So, of course, he misses his, 
his new friend and go figure he by the way kind of liked her and i I thought they set that up pretty well so i don't know maybe that was just me though no i'm i'm with you peter to me the only reason i could say i i I don't think uh sean or or dave are are correct in calling it obsessive or unnecessary you could not like it there's nothing wrong with that but to me it just felt like fan service and not in a bad way but they set it up there was no doubt there were people talking about it through after season one waiting for mike and 11 to you know be a whatever couple or whatever um and they just you know they did it i I don't think they um overplayed it uh you know maybe a little bit but they did what you expected and i thought the i actually thought the last scene at the dance was going to be a little cheesier than it was and actually turned out okay um so i was i I was all good with it the dance i was perfectly okay with it just i don't know i just the way the way a lot of times that um he was kind of just, you know, the way Mike was kind of just like overly just fighting and and going against everybody no matter what with with Eleven. Just kind of, it, it just seemed a little too much. I don't know. That was just my opinion on Sounds it. Sounds to me like Dave never had a crush as a kid. Yeah, yeah, geez, but I wasn't. Dave. I wasn't like you know. Oh God, never mind. Never been kissed, eh, Dave? <laughs> it was a phenomenal always movie. A groom, always, always a Luke groom, never a groom, kind of thing. <laughs> Luke Wilson was in that movie? He was. Shit, I'm thinking of Owen. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I confused the Wilson brothers. My bad. But no, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. That was just my, my take on it. I just felt like it was a little overwhelming. But apparently, because I, I was never kissed. <sighs> you finally admitted it, Dave. How's, how does that feel? <laughs> horrible. It means horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm still going this. I'm actually still to this day, you know, 32 years old, never been kissed. You know, it's just, it's really terrible. I'm glad we got that out in the world, Dave. I'm glad we shared that. (laughs) And if there's any single ladies out in the audience, they can reach out to Dave via our email. I mean, at 32, he shouldn't be too concerned about gender. He should just find someone. (laughs) (laughs) Which way do you have to swipe? Is it left? Is it right? I I don't know these things. Just swipe whatever the right way is for Dave. Whatever the good one is. I think it's right, right? Maybe? I don't know. I've, I've been off of it too no. long. Matt? <laughs> I mean, that's just I, pop culture knowledge. It's right. Yeah, it's I mean, come on now. Don't be know. a dumbass, Dave. I mean, just, <laughs> like, this is just, this is just we insane. We were just hanging out with another friend of ours who's all over that shit. So. <laughs> we were. That was. I will admit, though, it was nice to get back on Bumble. <laughs> just to fuck, just on his account and just grinding with it. It was actually really – it was kind of fun, I'll admit. <laughs> it's always fun to encourage I, other people to swipe right when there's no re- repercussions that come down on exactly. you. So that's, of course, I loved it. I had a great time to, encouraging others to swipe right at as many people I as possible. I right on everyone. Why, why limit your options? There's so many, uh, so many fish out there. <laughs> we should totally meet up with that person tonight. That makes us like a uh, great idea. That's terrible. No, yeah, it was. I, so I did want to throw out one thing and see if you guys felt the same way. I really liked Hopper and Eleven's relationship. I thought that was a really cool way to take it because, A, Hopper is awesome, and he's one of those characters that I'm glad they gave a lot more screen time. Not to say that he didn't get a ton of time in in the first season, but I'm just glad he's still a a big part of it. Um, I really liked that. I did think it was a little odd when they got so violent. And not they, I should say he, he did kind of midway through the season and just started kind of yelling and screaming at her when she was not cooperating with him. I thought there were some scenes in there where it escalated extremely quickly and it was, it was kind of 
weird. And this was a, a minor gripe. I don't know if anybody else. No, I, I thought the same during that episode. Um, I wasn't, I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was a good way to take it to make sure everybody stayed involved. Um, he, he, yeah, he, he definitely a little too heated and a little too restrictive on, uh, in a realistic fashion. Um, like to maintain that lifestyle for yeah, a hidden yeah. lifestyle for it, un- unbelievable. Like not even letting his, the friends, I don't know. I, I get it for safety. People do paranoid things, but I thought they overplayed that a little bit. And then that led to the overplaying of the anger and the resentment. And, but that, that um, was the hard part. Yeah. When he, when he kind of blew up. And then the fact that he gets so angry and then he forgets her anyway, was that was too yeah. cliche as well. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on that one just because I didn't. Jeez, Dave. I'm just saying. I know we we're supposed to all agree, <laughs> but I'm disagreeing. No, I, I, I didn't feel like it was too much just because, you know, he was. I know he wasn't a new father in this type of situation, but I figured because he lost his. his his original was it a daughter? Yeah, he lost his, his, his original daughter. Yes, yeah. He went to the breeder. Said that I was like, uh. um. but no, but like you know, he was just. I could see that happening where he becomes that overprotective because he he kind of took her in. He wanted to protect her. He knew if she goes out and everything like that. So I understood exactly where he was coming from. Now I agree he was a shitty uh, father in that aspect, and that he kept kind of forgetting her a lot of times because. Weird shit would happen around town, but I, I, I can kind of understand that. I mean, I, I kind of chalked that up to he was frustrated, she was frustrated to having like maintain that lifestyle that obviously he did not want to do, but he knew it was keeping her safe. So I think that was like his end goal is that he did not want to see anything ever happen to her, so he had to be that guy. You know what I mean? And I think that they they brought that kind of fair, and and they kind of brought that full circle when he did the. Um, when he did that long speech kind of on the, on the, the, the walkie talkie, um, or the, the CB radio rather. And he kind of just goes through it and she hears it later. Um, while she's kind of in the, in, uh, I forgot what she called that when she was kind of in the, in the darkness. Um, oh, I believe shoot. in a thing called love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought no. that was kind of, I thought that was kind of nice and sweet that they did that. Cause it like, you actually saw that he, he, he truly gave a shit. Like that's all he ever worried about was like keeping her yeah, safe. And that there, was, there's it. no question there, but I do think they overplayed it. But uh, to that point that we haven't actually talked about any of the sci-fi stuff yet. Um, I think we still Good got point. a quick take on the, the demodogs uh, and then Steve, cause I don't think Steve got enough, enough talk on this. All right, uh, so Demi Dogs, Demi-dogs real quick. Demi- what'd y'all think? D'Artagnan. The Demi Dogs and the, Dar- uh, what, I mean, what about the, uh, I mean, the number 11 and her sister, that whole thing. Did we, do we not discuss that oh, enough, f- too? I thought yeah, you talked we, about no, 8 no, and no. we kind we, of all we, just we, said. Yeah, we just kind of, eh. So the introduction to 8 was, what I thought was good. Yeah. It actually caught me like, what the fuck is that cop yeah, doing? Sorry, you know, I all that I shit. That. I thought that was a good introduction <laughs> to her. And then we didn't see her for six more episodes and that episode sucked. So... I don't really want to talk about it. I have nothing nice to but say. But I feel as if that's going to come back again. Like they're going to bring up. Some, I'm that's, sure they're going to go back to that well. So, like that's so just, Sean, that's the only hope that that it comes up in season three. If it doesn't, then it was completely wasted. Exactly. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if they drop it, then they have the worst writers ever. <laughs> but yeah. I, so I, 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 I'm kind of with Matt I, on this. Let's let's mosey past her because unless season three. Hey, don't it up, don't let's not blame it on her. It was everybody involved. <laughs> it wasn't just her fault. It was, it was totally her fault. All yeah. the characters were just terrible. Um, 
in every aspect. You did not I, I, like the fucking spike-haired motherfucker that was no. and then there. He they were all terrible. Awesome. They were he all had, they were fucking all, shit had, to an 11-year-old. He needed to go to a dentist. Leave him alone, okay? He was they, terrible. They were all so bad. I, I do want to say real quick, the other thing that bothered me is I really enjoy... Um, what's the name of the, the town they live? The small town um, in Indiana that they live? Parish Manor. <laughs> hey, hey, Indiana what? or something? I forget. Haw- Hawkins. 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 So yeah. I, I really enjoyed the the setting of Hawkins, and I was not a fan of going to the big city and going to Chicago. I, I just thought the aesthetic and everything, I wasn't a huge fan of. So I, I kind of hope that if 8 comes back, they stay in Hawkins, because I just think it's a lot more interesting than broadening the world, honestly, for me. I don't know if that matters. I felt the same way about uh, Parks and Rec when they would go to Indianapolis. Stay in Pawnee. There's no it, reason to go to the big city. Exactly. Well, what about when they went to London? That was a phenomenal episode because you got one of the best lines of all time from uh, um, Chris Pratt. No, uh, blanking. Oh shit, mustache. Ron Swanson. Uh, thank you, Mr. Swanson, about how history started. Uh, or was that when they went to DC? Shit. No, they went to London, didn't they? No, it was DC. Was it? DC? I don't know. The, the best line was when he was getting his hair cut by the uh, barber that Butcherface set him up with, and he talked about uh, Euro trash. Yes, it is a trash continent. Speak more about how you hate. <laughs> yeah. No, but he was, he made the comment about how uh, nothing happened before 1776. History started in 1776. Everything before that was all was was bullshit or something like that. But anyway, classic. Oh yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, so yeah, so the demi dogs. What'd y'all think? Um, I kept thinking about tremors. And they're bad sequels. That's exactly where I kept <laughs> going. Yeah. But, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, this is Tremors 2 all over again. Yeah, that's exactly what I kept thinking of. Like, every time that they, like, popped up, I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, when did we get into Tremors 2? I was like... <laughs> I'm actually confused by that. What? Did they go underground? Did they burrow? I don't remember. No, no they, they looked they exactly like them. In, in, in Tremors 2, Tremors they were 2? above the Tremors ground. Tremors 2, they come up ground. Yeah. yeah. They the little, all they I remember like, about they, Tremors 2 is the... Kevin, Kevin Bacon wasn't there anymore. Yeah, exactly. And then they, they basically and then had... the, the greatest line of all time happened. Bert, did you check all of your pockets? Good old Bert. So, but yes, Matt, to answer your question, they come above ground and they look exactly like the demo dogs. Uh, pretty much, pretty similar. Uh, no, they didn't. They looked. They look close. They had. They had four legs in this one, yeah. as opposed to two. Okay. So that was about the only difference. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So sorry. That's what Maybe I. Maybe that was the inspiration of. for this film. But they didn't. So, they didn't have Bert there to blow shit up, though. So. Okay, yeah, I'm going to maintain... Yeah, I remember that. I looked it up. Yeah, they do not look like demodogs. You guys are high as shit right now. But what are you talking about? Continue, continue. Two legs versus four legs. That's Yeah, but that's what I kept thinking of. The creatures were above ground. And these guys have like a beak mouth versus a a typical kind of dog. You're being way too literal at this moment. It's the uh, the concept is what, what I kept thinking of, Matt. Not that they were like the same exact creature, but... I'm sorry that I took your your words literal. My bad, guys. Yeah, Mr. Sar- Mr. <laughs> no, you guys Sarcasm. Just all agree. You guys just all said it. You know, you guys just all said it so unanimously. I was like, "Fuck, I, I must not remember Tremors too. I better look it up." So that's fine. All right. Hey, Matt. I, I blame it because Bert's not there. Fuck you. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go back so, to yeah. Tremors three and Tremors four because I'm pretty damn sure that these remember. <laughs> so, but anyway, I don't even know what those happened in those movies. No, to be honest I, with you, but I don't want to talk about it. So back to it. Um, so yeah, the demo. So one one of the one of the funny things that I I was kind of slightly concerned about, or not concerned, but just 
more uh, uh, I- intrigued by, which which actually was kind of a nice thing from the the first season. Is that I think my biggest complaint with the first season is they used uh, the CGI for the Demogorg the whole time, and for this one they had the you know the Demodogs they came in. And they, they, they didn't really use, they used CGI for most of it, but then there was the one scene where they were actually picking it up and putting it in the refrigerator, and they actually had a, you know, an actual um, puppet there for them to play with, and I was just like, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I was looking for. Thank you for finally taking to harps anything that I may have commented on the internet, perhaps. But yes. That, was that you, Dave? You were the one guy posting online about how you didn't like CG and... In Stranger Things one, it might have been me, but it might not have been me. I don't know. Reddit Reddit goes real deep, real deep. You forever left your mark. Good job, Dave. Proud Indeed. Of you. <laughs> Did anybody have any thoughts about the what was it the the mind flare? Was that it? Was that the name of the big uh, uh, tentacly looking thing? And did anybody think that was that's going to come back? I mean, it made me think of Tremors 3, but um, (laughs) I I actually, I kind of thought about, um, I kind of thought about the arrival for a minute. It made me think of, I don't. Yeah, I agree. Even though it doesn't. Uh, I can see that. I could. It didn't really look like it, but it was kind of, you know, it was this giant multi-legged thing in the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but, uh, does anybody else think that's going to come back? Because it really didn't do much of anything other than turn into like black mist and then disappear back into black mist. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, look at look at <laughs> look at the look at the ending of the season. I mean, it, that's what it ended on was him in the background. The mind slayer I thought was interesting, but I don't feel like we got much out of it. And it might just be that I'm a few again a few weeks removed. It took me a, until you referenced the uh, arrival. I completely forgot what it was. Um, yeah. I was like, Demodogs yeah. were bad. Uh, eight was good but terrible episode and bad characters um i don't remember who the villain was so yeah the mind slayer and i thought you know it was fine but it the stakes didn't seem as dramatic as the first season i guess overall even though they were actually bigger so i I, and maybe that's just because i'm forgetting being a few weeks out uh because the stakes were bigger but for some reason it didn't have the same build up or the i don't know is that just me I think that's fair. And, and I think some of that comes about when sometimes when you make the stakes bigger, it makes it less. Um, it's it's harder to make a connection. You know what I mean? Like, because you, you know, this- it's it, yeah, you can't relate to it as much. And, you know, it's something that's so absurd that if they failed, nothing could continue. So they it, have to. It, exactly. It, it's not insurmountable. Even though it seems insurmountable, they're going to because there has to be a season three. So exactly. The stakes are too high. Point. Right. Yeah. Because they're trying to take over the whole world as opposed to, oh, you you might lose this one person. Right. So yeah. I think it kind of and to your point, it that character doesn't it doesn't really do anything. It's not super memorable. I mean, the, the memorable scenes is very in the very beginning when Will kind of does his little sketches of it and his little cartoon drawing of it in the background and sees it when he's trick-or-treating. And then after that, when he gets possessed, I mean, it, it's basically, you know, Will is that, which makes it, you know, a yeah. little less interesting. Yeah. Plus, God damn it, Will, just go away. He's just the problem with everything in this damn show. Hey, at least they didn't take the the uh, Hangover 2 route and just get rid of the, the third character again, or fourth character. <laughs> um, he got to actually participate. True. Uh, but I, I did think I, I did like that the drawings came back and ended up being a map though during that scene it so it took them so long to figure out that it was a map it made me furious I was like haven't you guys ever seen a movie and then I remembered it was the 80s and maybe those movies hadn't been made yet 
But I was like, if we if we had if like one of you guys went crazy and you guys were drawing shit that connected, it'd be like this is clearly a map to their porn stash, and we need to get rid of it so their families don't find it. But then again, um, I'm glad that they had Sean Aston there to reference the booby traps and, or the map of uh, uh, One Eyed Willie's treasure. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody else realize too that Winona Ryder ended up just doing the same sort of thing? Because last season she like went crazy and and put the lights all over the wall to figure out what's going on with Will, and this season she's stringing all the maps together. Like that's just her role in both seasons. Is and, and she's, freaking she's out a little less crazy, time. a little she's less a, crazy though. She's a she's interior decorating to find her kid or to save <laughs> her kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, her house is just just wrecked. They need to move. How has that house survived this entire show? Just considering the amount of shit it's gone through. And they the, did light and it on fire in season one. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> they, they fucking, seriously, what the shit? I mean, and you would think at that a, point you'd move away. And now they have a demo dog that went through the window and is in their freezer to end the season. So, yeah, um, good luck selling that house. I'm a little upset that they didn't do like a little like teaser at the end of the like the the, of the show of her opening the freezer. With the with the freaking demo dog in there and just scaring the ever living shit out of her, I think that would have been just kind of a funny way to end the whole the whole season. But uh, just torturing Winona Ryder. Just hey, what can we say? Um, all right. So I, I think one of the big things that everybody on the internet talks about, and I think we gotta, I think we have to give a little bit of a little bit of time to this, is Steve. Steve has gone on a complete and utter change in terms of who he has started off from. So he has started off from the biggest asshole in the world to finally dating, uh, oh God, I'm blanking on her name, uh, little, uh, little Nancy, to now no longer dating Nancy and now is like the, the caretaker of the children. He's kind of like uh, little Mary Poppins, if you will. So, how, what did y'all think of this whole this whole like character arc for him? Did you what, guys what, ever what see? Did you ever see Monster Squad? Have you guys? Uh, I think I've talked about this before, yeah. but have you? Yeah, years and years ago. So he reminds me of the dude Rudy from Monster Squad, who's like the cool guy who like is very just the hip and but he's also the badass and he uh, he basically like protects the kids and or protects everybody else. You mean you mean a badass with a heart of gold? Yeah, of course. He's a real real guys guy. <laughs> <laughs> um he's a bro but, uh, he's a bro. he reminds me of that character so much and which is very like nostalgic for 80s purposes because that's what steve becomes to me he like he's got the cool bat with the nail the, the spikes in it and he's he's got the you know the hair and he's got the cool moves and um you know he has a little bit of uh adversity for himself in this movie so or with this season sorry um but again, I think he just he becomes everybody's favorite character to David's point, and that's that's uh, I couldn't agree even more. I mean, I thought he was he, he was one of my favorite characters in this season. So, um, but yeah, it's a big change for him, and it uh, was one that was well received by it sounds like a lot of people. What about the rest of you guys? Uh, completely agree. And they did such a good job redeeming Steve and making him, like you said, I, I don't think anybody would not think he's their favorite character. Um, I hope they don't try that again with uh, Billy the Red Power Ranger because we just don't need him. Maybe he gets cancer. I don't care. Yeah. We don't need him. Um, <laughs> I, and they totally don't need agree. to, like, just let him be, part. and even if they do bring him back, which they will, just let him stay an asshole. We don't, we don't yeah. need redemption for everyone. You know, I, I know that, uh, 
they probably want to try that again, but I, I hope they don't. Because it seemed like they almost were looking to it almost. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. They, they kind of. I, I think they got close to giving him a chance to not be a douche for a second. I don't know, maybe, but I mean, they didn't take it this episode, this season. I'm hoping they don't try next season, though. I just hope he moves away with maybe his, maybe their parents get a divorce and he moves away and, and just Mad Max stays. Um, but I, the interaction with the kids was just phenomenal, phenomenal. And I referenced it when Dave and I were talking, but my favorite line from the whole series is when he's hanging out with the kids and the only one helping him is Mad Max and he's yelling at the other kids because some girl he's never met before is the only one that's contributing. And I just thought it was phenomenal. I'm, I'm not going to butcher exactly. the line, but I, just fantastic. Great great job on the actor. Great job on the writing to kind of give us that uh, relationship. And obviously the relationship between him and uh, the dragon from uh, How to Train Your Dragon, whose name I don't remember. Uh, Dustin? came back. Dustin uh, was uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of phenomenal. So, Well, I, it, it, I think, you know, you touch on that. I think the... Um, the the sweet hair in this entire thing, and I know somebody kind of put this in the in the notes. I, I missed who it was, but that let's let's just cross the board and say Steve's probably got the best fucking hair I've ever seen in my goddamn life. If I could have any hair like that, we'd all be slaying. Let's be honest. Like Steve has no problem going forth. Nancy, bye bye Nancy. You got Steve coming up. He's got he's got a heart of gold. Every woman's gonna want to go after him at this point. So, and he's got fucking sweet ass hair. So that apparently, what is it? Was it the Goldie? Was it Goldie? No, Bond? it was no, Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. That's why. I, Fawcett. So I Farrah thought that Fawcett. was hilarious. Four sprays. They, uh, especially when they had um, uh, what's the character? What's the kid's name that he was with the whole time? Dustin. Dustin. Yeah. Dustin. Dustin's hair at the dance was phenomenal. Like not even close to Steve's hair, but definitely reminded me more of like coming to America. Like soul glow. Yes, and, that's exactly what I thought. Than, than anything Farrah Fawcett related, but uh, yeah, you know, needless to say, I thought that that was hilarious because it is a thing of beauty and it definitely uh, deserves to be appreciated. So, um, just another nice little reference to something '80s related that uh, you know, obviously, rest in peace to Farrah Fawcett, but uh, was such a, a huge icon of the late '70s, early '80s that I thought was a nice touch as well. Just you know, you know, I think Steve's character will, will, will that that character will live in infamy just based on how he is. I mean, I, I'd be, I will be upset if he does not get pulled forth going into a lot more new stuff. I haven't even actually checked his IMDb to see if he's got anything upcoming. Um, Any more Domino's commercials or anything he's got going? Was, is that what he was in? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that that uh, Ferris Bueller like Domino's commercial was was his big thing. Oh yeah, you're right. Dude, I got nothing. Wait, wait, say this again. They they recreated the scene from Ferris Bueller where he's running through the backyards, and he he was in it, and he's Ferris essentially. And it's oh, I didn't. Commercial. Oh, I didn't realize that. Interesting. Was that new or it, it was right? Sean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it came was, out before yeah, Ferris like, Bueller's Day Off, which was odd. Yeah, I mean, it's strange. Shut up. This was also a time in the '80s. <laughs> Shut up. But uh, it was it was right before Stranger Things. I think came out like right like kind of right. end of the yeah. summer like. Yeah, I think it, I think it was literally like a week or two before because it was ah. part of like the market. Yeah. J- yeah, jumping on the hype train. Fair enough. Um, I, I will say that the cool thing I think about Steve in the season, other than the redemption and just getting to see him kick some ass, is uh, 
him interacting with the kids because beforehand we only got the high school like the high school kids hanging out with the high school kids we didn't really see them hanging out with the younger kids and i thought it was hilarious him paired up with dustin just because there's that different interaction between you know the cool high school kid and you know the little middle middle school kids so i I just thought that was a lot of fun i hope we get to see a lot more of them kind of cross-pollinating as opposed to just just little kids not to say that they shouldn't cross-pollinate they definitely should not cross-pollinate you guys are gross. What's wrong with you people? You I'm sorry gross. that we know biology and plantology. Not cross-pollinating in social terms does not mean Plant- doing it, uh, wait, you bastards. We need to go back on plantology. I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> bastards. It, it means it means interacting with one another, not having sex. We don't <laughs> know what you mean. Wait, in does this that, type of does that mean every time you and I talk, we're cross-pollinating? Because I don't want to. I don't want that to be a thing. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. I hate you guys. <laughs> yeah, hate all right. You. And on, I think on that note, we can kind of slowly move away from Stranger Things too, because I think we're divulging into some uh, interesting conversations at this point. Terrible conversations. It, well, fair enough. Probably get us banned out of Hollywood conversations. So, uh, so yeah. I think overall, I mean, you know, I think I think we can all agree we truly enjoyed Stranger Things too. Um, I think we 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 also mentioned in a previous podcast how we were thoroughly um uh thoroughly entertained by the fact that it's also called stranger things 2 as opposed to just season two so i know we, we brought that up in a previous episode um but i think overall we we truly enjoyed it definitely recommend it for everybody else um any any little last final thoughts anybody wants to throw out to uh to our listeners in regards to it no, I think I'm good. I mean, I think overall we enjoyed it all. It sounds like we all enjoyed it and highly recommend it to everyone who gets the opportunity to uh, check it out on Netflix. Cool. And, and I would recommend you can you can actually skip episode eight if you're pressed for time. The only thing you'd miss out on is why 11 Seven. has a change of wardrobe. Seven. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> episode seven about without person eight. Um the only, the only thing you'd miss out on is 11's wardrobe change, which was also weird, but that's okay. All right, and I think that'll do it for uh, little Stranger Things too. So definitely go see it if you get a sh- if you if you have Netflix or have somebody that has Netflix. Obviously, you probably know someone that has it, but definitely go check it out. Watch season one, then watch season two. Always a great thing. Hi, this is David. So, uh, David doesn't pay for subscriptions. Up? Don't be David. Get your own Netflix. Uh, I actually and check it out. Excuse me, I pay for Netflix. So go fuck yourself. It's hey, the only first one. I congratulations. It's the only service I pay for. <laughs> Haven't said that. <laughs> but I share it. I share the wealth. Um, <laughs> but on that note, That's I guess we grounds do... for uh, account termination, Dave. So you should uh, not. No, uh, I share bride. it with I share it with family and friends, and I that are all in one household. Exactly. Single household. I live at home with my parents <laughs> and my my sister and brother in law. We're we're like a we're like a, we're very close in family. So suck it, Netflix. Cross pollinating all over the place. <laughs> welcome, welcome I'm not to even the, acknowledge to that. The new world. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you sick fuck, uh, bastards. <laughs> on that, <laughs> on that note, I guess we can go do a real quick uh, potent picks for the week. So, uh, Shawnee, why don't you start us off? You started us off with a little bit of uh, um, watching and drinking. So, why don't you start us off again with this? Well, since I was chatting up a little bit about. Uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, reference 
uh, or recommend, I should say, In Bruges, which is a great movie. Colin Farrell, um, uh, is it Ray Winston? I don't even remember the Ray, if uh, it's Ray Winston or somebody else. But uh, yeah, solid movie. It takes place in Belgium. Um, hit men trying to hide out uh, in Bruges, Belgium. So scope it out if you get the chance. It's on, I think it was on HBO Go at one point. I don't know if it still is or not, but uh, definitely a, a great watch and uh, solid movie so check it out and in terms of what to drink uh, tis the season so get yourself some uh, Christmas beers whether it's uh, Great Lakes Christmas Ale or uh, a 12 Dogs uh, or 12 Dogs of Christmas from um, uh, it's an Akron Ohio brewery and I can't even think of it whatever it is but uh, it's uh, two great Christmas ales um along with there's another one called mad elf with from trugs brewery here in pennsylvania um has like a little bit of a cherry taste to it uh easily the most ex- expensive six pack i've seen uh damn near 20 bucks for a six pack but uh will get you crunk for christmas so check it out i recommend all those bad bad uh bad beers for christmas and uh, or great beers i should say not bad but uh what uh what about you Peter, what do you suggest this week? So the first thing that came to mind, we were talking about David Harbour and how great he was in this show. And I don't know if you guys have seen this show, but uh, what I remember him in first is The Newsroom, which was, uh, I think it was three ep- three seasons on HBO. Have you guys ever seen this show? It was an Aaron Sorkin show. Yeah, it was one uh, Just the season Martin, uh, premiere. Yeah, uh, what's his name from... Um... Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. That's yeah, it. Thanks. I've seen like the first episode. That was it. Okay. Uh, and Matt, I think you said you saw the first season. Uh, just the first episode. Had just to get that one. rant down. And, that was uh, yeah. That was basically that, yeah. my entire. Wait, had it? Sorry, I missed that. You had to get the his uh, big his, opening. His Jeff Daniels rant, rant like in like the first five minutes. Yeah. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't know. I personally really like this show. I thought the. It had a great cast. You mentioned Sean Olivia Munn's in here, which was the first time I saw her as well. And she actually she has a really uh, cool character in this show. Um, uh, David Harbour's in it. Uh, there's a few other great people in it, but regardless, it's actually besides HBO, it's on Amazon as well. You can stream it for free if you have Amazon Prime, um, and then obviously you can purchase it from Apple or any of those sites. But if you do get a chance, I think it's worth checking it out. It's a really cool premise. And, um, you know, it, it, it all revolves around uh, a newsroom, right? A, 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 a nightly news show and what it takes behind the scenes and kind of what goes into it. Uh, but there's a lot of humor in it. There's drama in it. There's a little bit of everything. And it's uh, written and created by Aaron Sorkin, who does some great stuff. So I think it's definitely worth a watch. So, uh, Dave, let's go to you. So, you know, I... I... I was kind of looking, and I was trying to find a good movie, and I was kind of remembering the, um, and, and if y'all remember this, the science teacher from this. I thought he was easily one of my favorite characters in um, in Stranger Things in both seasons, and he was just that, you know, typical nerdy science teacher. And I was curious to see what kind of things he's been in in, in previous things, and uh, he's been in a lot of stuff, but one of the ones that I saw that I, I actually was real excited to see, and Sean, you, you will probably appreciate this just due to the the cast in this but it's a jake johnson and a damon waynes jr uh, uh film i believe it's called uh let's be cops surprisingly a very entertaining movie i love that <laughs> it stupid was pretty funny movie. dave i'm not gonna lie yeah. it is 
so stupid. It is hilarious. I love those those two guys were my favorite thing when they got rid of coach on um on um uh, new girl. It was there was a bit of a loss just because you had Damon Wayne Jr. in there and him and Jake Johnson just feed off each other terribly and it's awesome. So Let's Be Cops easily probably a very entertaining movie. Just definitely go see it if it if it it usually pops on. I mean this is three four years old at this point, but uh. I don't know. I just I love that stupid movie. It's one of those ones that comes on. I'll 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 sit and watch it for a while. So let's be cops for this week. So uh, Matt, what you got? So I'm going a little obscure. Um, one of the guys that was kind of you know character actor in this, um, I, Pruitt Taylor Vince. No, I I never knew his name. He just has a memorable face. Kind of a bigger guy. He was kind of a uh, a bad guy in this briefly. Uh, Kind of a smaller bad guy related to eight and eleven's history, um, and I, I always remember him and recognize him from the movie Identity uh, with uh, John Cusack and uh, Amy. Uh, not Amy, sorry. Uh, Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete. Thank you, Amanda yeah. Pete. Whole nine yards. Um, no, so yeah, Identity uh, with Amanda Pete and John Cusack. I always recognize him from that, and I really enjoyed that movie. Um, I remember seeing it in high school and being thoroughly surprised and entertained by it. It's got some a lot of familiar faces beyond those two. Uh, definitely recommend it. It's a little late for Halloween, but it's it's got a little nice intensity uh, for that type of uh, season. And uh, it's about 13 years old now, I think. So, yeah, Identity. Check it out. I, I thought you were going to say Constantine yep. when you first said that. Uh, I, I it it's just the first thing I saw him in was identity and just him sitting in the chair and you know all, everything that builds off of it. So yeah, yeah, Constantine's no, no, good too. Totally valid because his role in Constantine is like a two minute scene. But um, whoa, 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 whoa! He, he's oh, got, no, I'm, he's wrong, a, I'm wrong. He's a he's a. I mean, he's better than Shia LaBeouf in terms I f- of, I forgot of sidekick. He, his, yeah, I forgot he he actually. I'm just thinking of his death scene. He's a, he's oh, a that's a terrible that's a terrible scene. It's just yeah, that is. I, I need to, it's been a while since I watched Constantine. Great movie. Also, I love Shia LaBeouf as a sidekick. Let's let's talk a little iRobot action too. Oh yeah, you're right. He was in iRobot. Yeah. Oh yeah. What a, he, he was what Will Smith's uh, little sidekick, and uh, when Michelle, Tom Brady's baby da- baby mama, <laughs> Bridget um, Michelle Monaghan. <laughs> Monahan. I always get her and Bridget. Bridget Monahan, not Michelle. Yeah, Bridget yeah, Monahan. Right. Yeah, Monahan. Yeah, Bridget. Bridget. Yeah. Whatever. The last names are so similar. It's yeah. like a, a Dylan Maroney and Dylan McDermott and shit. Um, <laughs> nice. But uh, when she shoots the gun with her eyes closed, and Shia LaBeouf tells tells Will Smith's character that he shot at her with, she shot at him with her eyes closed. It was one of the funniest things to me at the time. But, but yeah. But anyways. Constantine got it right though by killing off uh, Shadow <laughs> Unfortunately, so, iRobot didn't. So, didn't un- get unlike there. real no. life. <laughs> so, <laughs> what Damn, we've determined is the characters that we love to hate, we really enjoy when they die in a movie <laughs> and they can never show back up ever again, unless it's parts of the Caribbean and then they just keep showing up even though they die and somehow come back to life. It's just very odd. Did Jack Sparrow die? I don't know. He probably died multiple times, for all we know. This is a tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Please don't sing that song. You know who I like is The Lonely Island? Great, great band. Now that Sean got it up. There we go. <laughs> All righty. Well, anyway, so uh, if you're interested in uh, following us on uh, on Twitter, we're definitely at uh, Potent Pictures. 
And same thing on Instagram. You can always email us at potentpicturespodcast at gmail.com. Check out our WordPress page. It's potentpictures.wordpress.com. And on Facebook, just search Potent Pictures, and we'll be in there. Um, I think that'll do it for us this evening. Uh, next up, boys, I don't really recall what we're thinking. Star Wars. Is that is that next weekend? The, the recap. Oh, Indeed. yes, yes, yes. We're doing a little recap of Star Wars. So we'll see how many actual Star Mo- Star Wars movies we actually get through. Um, is anyone going to try and do all... S- oh, God, all seven? I'm going to try to at least watch eight? the... Negative. Yeah, I'm going to try to at least watch the episode seven and probably Rogue One just because they're the most recent. But, by the way, I, w- I want to I ask this question. So um, I-, I was told today at work by one of my coworkers that Attack of the Clones was the worst Star Wars. How do y'all feel about that? Just real quick. Uh, I'm s- I think that's a long discussion for next week. Yeah. That's wrong. I think that's wrong too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Fair enough. Okay. Agreed. All right. I just wanted to get if I was I was losing my damn mind when I heard this. This is also the same guy who said he was a vegetarian for I think uh, most of his life, and he also has stated that he feels like bacon could do more for him. David, I'm just going to something else that's. I'm pretty- just going to have you ask him one question. Can you ask him explain metachlorians to me, and then there, therein lies your <laughs> and if he answer. Knows the answer. <laughs> well, his def- in his defense, he did say that the only redeeming factor of the Phantom Menace was the um, the triple um, uh, lightsaber duel, and and I had to agree with him that because that was that was pretty awesome. Darth Maul definitely. If they didn't the keep cutting to Anakin doing stupid shit, yeah, but okay. yeah, that that fight scene saying. is that, phenomenal. That that last scene is literally like I would have been perfectly happy, and that that was kind of that cut that I think um, I, I saw where it basically just starts, like basically kind of like takes the the first trilogy. Matt, I think you had it somewhere. I, I think I saw it somewhere you had, um, but basically it takes like the first trilogy and basically cuts off the entire um, uh, Anakin basically plot line, and it starts it where that fight starts, and then continues on for the second and third uh films so definitely a a a nice change from the uh the the phantom menace which i might actually watch the phantom menace just this week just to see how bad it really was if you can get through it i'd be impressed a few years ago i tried to do it and i i don't think i got 15 minutes into it it was i just said fuck it but you were not upset by some trade uh some what was it a, a trade the trade federation it was a trade no but not a, what were they doing around the the, the planet a blockade it was a trade the it was a blockade. <laughs> it's, it's totally legal we'll go with it we'll go we're gonna go with the thing it's the blockade perfect. is perfectly legal, <laughs> <laughs> perfectly legal. <laughs> oh no the jedi oh nice. no uh, that's let's not watch that one <laughs> <laughs> I no try. i want, I want I will, dave to because I, I think that'd I be will, an impressive feat I am, i'm gonna try and do it let's see what happens i, I will give your coworker credit though that that legit is a great lightsaber battle but the rest it, of the movie it, sucks it is. And, and and that's where and that was his only he, that was the only reason he said that it was it's not the worst on his lo- thing because that scene was just so great that it it brought it up. So There's two redeeming I, qualities I to all the prequels: Ewan McGregor and Natalie Portman. Agreed, agreed. I agree. Natalie uh, Portman. Bring it Natalie I like Portman. You can say Natalie Portman until uh, she until Anakin until broke her heart. One. Yeah, yeah. That's, we don't. That's we don't the third one was super, super. When she painful. had that, when she had to, well, anytime she had that, like read any lines, it was terrible. When they, she when died they was, of sadness. The guys. fact that she powered through, like, and actually like has a career <laughs> well, after that, could, is pretty well, impressive. No, you, it was actually no, there, she there's articles about that. it. There, she said she had a really hard time after after the prequels. Well, well I think she tried to get out of the third one, right? Well, is that when she went to? Is that when she went to Harvard for a few years and just kind of took a break? 
Uh, I did not read the article. Okay. I'm just no, curious. I, mean, I think that she was just got she... tired of people asking her, like, what you want, Natalie, and all she wanted to do is drink and fight <laughs> and, and maybe fuck all night. <laughs> you, you've been, you've been night, going yeah. through some SNL digital shorts there, Sean? Uh, no, I just I just love me some Lonely Island. I have the, all the that albums. That's a great soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack. Um, I'm not going to lie, guys. We're going to have to talk about this. Now, the more I think about this, I think the second one was the worst one. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I will have to brush up on my Star Wars at prequels next week. Then. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back through them and rewatch them. Th- Damn think it! About you guys this. have seen Force Awakens, right? Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and we all have a Matt, different opinion ins- than you do. Matt, we know why you hate we these, and we're do. just gonna make you watch every movie with a Death Star. I hope but to God right now. That's I hope four to movies. God. I hope so much right now Five that the bad thing in this one, that this next one, is gonna be a Death Star, or at least hints that the next one's gonna be a Death Star, just so you can be so pissed off. I want to see you throw your popcorn at the friggin' movie screen. It'd be like, fuck that you, shit's George too Lucas. expensive to throw. <laughs> but I, I like your sentiment. Just think about this though: Jake Lloyd or Hayden Christensen? Hayden Christensen. Why? Why? Um, Everybody gives him shit for being whiny. Mark 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 Hamill was just as whiny in the first one. I thought you were gonna say but, Mark Wahlberg. It's the di- but the dialogue. It's not his fault for the dialogue. Yeah, I mean maybe like our, the deeper discussion should be George I'm not, Lucas. I'm not. Def- I'm not. A, I'm not a Hayden Christensen like apologist or defender. But yeah, I do yeah, think yeah. he gets way too much flack. I don't know. I, I mean, think I, like I said, I think actor. it's just one of those conversations like George Lucas 1978 or 2002. I I think that's more. To, I don't. I'm not saying he can act. I don't think he was a good casting choice. But I'm not yeah. gonna put. I'm not gonna hold it all against him. That that's true. I, I think I just. I don't, I he don't had know. to not like sand. Nobody can fucking. <laughs> I I I actually I have to say I probably but, might actually go rewatch Attack of the Clones because that's the one I remember so, the least of of the three. So just I, remember, you have Natalie Portman who is considered a phenomenal actress, and some of the lines she had to pull off. Oh God, were it's all fucking terrible. terrible. So George Lucas I, is terrible. I am with Matt on this. I do not mind hating Christensen terribly. I, I don't think he's the greatest actor in the world, but he had some shit to work with. Like, just, I mean, it's like literally he was handed a bunch of, like, a, a pile of shit and was like, please, make something, make a, make a fucking sculpture out of this shit. And, you know, Natalie Portman, let's be honest, she made some, she made some decent, you know, pottery out of it, but not so, not so good. I, I just, I just keep thinking back of, like, the, the mom scene and some of those. Like, whenever he gets emotional, he's just so terrible as an emotional person. It's like, I just, I can't do it. I, I mean, do it. let's be honest. Like, there's no way that anybody, there, there's literally no way. I, I don't think there's a single actor or a single character you can develop that could embody, like, what Darth Vader became, like, to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, that is just, like, that was, like, the embodiment of, like, just pure evil that everybody, like, in their... Not pure evil, but like just the ultimate bad guy that everybody had in their their mind that you still wanted to be. But like, no matter what the character they threw in there, I don't think there was anybody that could have lived up to that. You know what I mean? Like building up to become that. I know who would have lived up to it. Who? James Earl Jones. Though I do <laughs> want to say, this is going way too you, deep. You we say need that, to though, we Peter? need to save all this for next week because this is. Uh... We, well, I just I gotta yeah, close this okay. out because you say that, but the worst line delivery by anybody playing Anakin Skywalker in the prequels. Was by James Earl Jones and was one of the last lines no, in the fall oh, yeah. movie. No, I thought. <laughs> you're totally I thought. Right. I saw it opening so night. I had, it was. In, it was in college. Me? My um, my friend stood in line while I was in class. We went and joined. We went and watched it. I thought that we were in some sort of like fucking candid camera 
fucking theater where they put some like fake ending to the movie because that was so fucking insane that that was was a part of a movie that came out with that type of budget and that type of fanfare. I couldn't believe it. To this day, I still remember the shock and awe that I like when I learned that was the real movie and everybody was seeing that. (laughs) I thought thought I was getting punked. That's a good point. That was, yeah, his his scream at the end was pretty And again, that's not James Earl Jones' fault. Probably. Fair enough. Probably. What are you talking about? All he had to do was just say, no. Obviously, James Earl Jones is not good at screaming. So, you know, just don't scream. So just real fast, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. They're in space. Rotten Tomatoes. We should be able to hear him scream. Episode one as 56, Attack of the Clones, 66, and then uh, Revenge of the Sith at 79. So just uh at least so it's scaled correctly yeah. i think the percentages may be not correct but i think it's scaled correctly yeah. Yeah. so or ranked ordered correctly. exactly all I think right. that's fair okay anyway right. so on that note we're gonna we're gonna call it tonight we'll have more of a discussion on this stay next tuned week, next week for more so this might, yeah. star wars that, that was our little preview star wars talk friggin talk so we'll see how next week goes but uh i think that'll do it for tonight uh for tonight boys so uh thanks everybody yeah.